Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, everyone. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. You know what that is. Friday, yeah. The 23rd of September. I'm up here in the big smoke with the lads. It's great to be here in the studio. Morena, Louis. Morena, Kempe, Joe, Neeps. Aroha, Kempe. Good to see you, my friend. Morena, brother. Morena. Oh, cool, Izzy. Kei roto i te whare. Nei te rangi, oh, he's in the house, is he? He's in the house this morning, and he is happy. He is happy to be up in Tamaki this morning with the boys and the boys in the kitchen, everyone with a big smile on their face. Good to see you, brother. You big day, too. big weekend for you, obviously. Big, big weekend. Night, big night last night. How'd no, no, quiet. <laughs> quiet night. Caught up with a couple of friends, and uh, yeah, can't believe I made it. But anyway, we're here to rip into a big old Friday. New Skimpy, I'm up here for the weekend, my... Uh, my wife and the kids fly up today. Going to go out and spend the weekend with her and her family. And uh, it's her sister's birthday today, so uh, can have a, oh. have a nice weekend. Oh, yeah. that's right, Boomrock. 
Yeah, Boom Rock. Yeah, Boom Rock. Never been. Never been. I've it's heard lots. It's a really nice spot, mate. It's a really nice spot. So depending on where you're going, they use it. They uh, they fly people in there for weddings, but they've also got a nice little eatery halfway set into the hill, which has got Ooh. a little golf um, chip and putt, and uh, some. Yeah, you can go up there and, and unload on some shotguns too with some rangers and what do you call those things? Those things that fly through the air. A drone. No, nah, not drones. Oh, clay birds. Clay birds. Yeah, yeah, clay yeah, birds. Clay <laughs> 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 a couple of drones the have been shot out of here. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, no, so heading out there. We're actually going out for dinner, so I don't think we'll be doing any of the four-wheel driving and, and yeah. clay bird shooting, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. Good to have the family up here. We're here. I'm actually here till next Thursday. I'm going to stay up till for a week. Nice. And, um, yeah. So, City boy. Yeah. Well, look, I was going to go home on Tuesday night, Um but then the horses racing on Wednesday, and the boys were like, "Stay up, we'll go watch the horse racing." I was like, oh, "So yes, I see the Daisy." I was like, "I might stay up and watch the horses." He goes, "Okay," and I was like, "Wow, couldn't believe it." So uh, yeah, going to stay up till Thursday. Right, <laughs> Keith, she's a keeper. Yeah, she's a keeper, Daisy. So big week up here with the, with the lads in the studio. It'll Hopefully, be good. he doesn't draw wide and it's a terrible track and they scratch him. That, see, that's what I'm I'm thinking because he's only going to run if he gets a good draw, and he's probably. Going to get a terrible draw and he won't run. And then what am I going to say? Well, just oh, you're going to say, oh, yeah, how, how did the horse go? Yeah, oh, good. He just had a bit of a headache. No, nah, it's, it's a maiden, <laughs> so he'll he'll run him when he's ready. Yeah. Um, dollar, dollar. Don't worry about that. He doesn't want to let you boys down first up. Yeah. So He's going to pick a, he's going to pick a race where you make sure that you're in the money. That's it, Kempe. Because that's why you're going to tell us. That's yeah, why you uh, are going to tell us. You'll be first to know. <laughs> Off the air, you'll be first to know, right, when it's coming out. So, so, yeah, it's racing on Wednesday at Rose Hill, potentially. But we'll keep everyone up to date. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to having a, having a good weekend, lads. Gonna, not going to head to the game, just going to chill out and, and watch it on telly and cook a nice roast lamb with, with the whanau and just just have a nice, relaxing uh, weekend together and good to get out of the Tahi Christchurch and see a bit of New Zealand. It's starting to it's starting to build up, isn't it? You know, like the soccer last night, the netball's on. The like, I'm just, I woke up this morning, I woke up at three o'clock and I just couldn't get back to sleep because all I could think about was Parramatta going up to Townsville and how, mate, it's 36 years. No chance, Kempe. 36 Reckon? years since I've won a title. Like, what? What do the people in Parramatta lying in their bed this morning think that their boys are up there, you know, thinking about Ray Price and Mick Cronin getting carried around on people's shoulders? Because that's how long ago it was. Um, so, yeah, and then you've got the All Blacks tomorrow night. I'm doing a little gig with them with Joe Stanley tomorrow night. And then, you know, then the big game, South Penrith, and then Joe Parker, mate. I'm mm. thinking about Joe, lying in bed, thinking about Joe Parker. I watched a little clip about Joe last night. You know when you said, have you seen the clip? So I went back and watched it again, because I watched it, but I didn't actually take it all in. I yeah. was doing something else. And I watched it again. Like, he's bringing some heat. Mm. He's br- dead set. If you listen to Andy Lee's, I listened to Andy Lee's interview again yesterday morning on the way into work. Oh, I reckon you back him. I reckon you're back, Joe Parker. Andy. Totally agree, Kempe. Mm. I actually went through the odds. They've got a bunch of power plays and different odds. There's some really, really nice bets you can have. You can spread your money. You can have two or three bets, three or four bets, and actually feel pretty good about it. And Mm. I think he's going to win. And Mm. I think he thinks he's going to win. I think Andy Lee knows he's going to win. They've got something on Joe Joyce. They know that they have an edge. Mm. They think he's faster. They think he can hit as hard. I didn't realise Joe Joyce was 37. I know, he's old. He's getting on. 100%. Mate, the stuff that Joe did, though, 
It's hilarious. Yeah, very clever. Like Joe Joyce, if he doesn't get upset by that and doesn't motivate him to go out there and want to fight Joe Parker, and Joe's got under his skin because that would have got under my skin. Um, hey, Joe Parker. And is that really a movie? Is he actually in a movie? I don't know, mate. Because it comes out as a trailer. Yeah. And it says he's actually in a movie. But, I know. But it's sort of like when you're watching it going, well, no, it doesn't look like a movie, but it, so, it's so put he did together that, like that. He did the one that with the popcorn that was pretty much taking the piss. But then there was another one that looks like he's actually starring in a movie. And knowing Joe, he probably could. He's a bloody talented actor because he's done all those films over lockdown that kept us entertained. And Kerry Russell was uh, the cameraman behind it. But, mate, he's very, very talented. But uh, back to your question about Joe Parker. Look at... Before, we've, we've always backed him, but it just seems different now. Like, from his first fight with Chisora, yeah, I wasn't convinced. Second fight, I was convinced because I mm. just saw a bit of hunger mm-hmm. and a bit of mongrel in him mm-hmm. and, you know, different um, strengths to his bow. Like, he's had that beautiful upcut that really um, they got Chisora. And so now I'm, I'm starting to see it and I'm starting to believe the hype. That is Joe Parker. And I think he's going to go out and get the job done. Andy Lee's press, you spoke about it. He was full of confidence because they know they've done the mahi. They've done mm. the work to, to beat Joe Joyce. Juicy I don't know sorry. anything about Joe Joyce. Like, I've, I haven't really seen him well, He's huge. Fight. He's big. And he and hits hard. Big, and he can, he's hitter. got a big engine. And Andy Lee says that. And he says, I'm not being disrespectful, but mm. theoretically this should be an easier fight. My guy's faster. He's got faster feet. He's got faster hands. He's more coordinated. He's younger. He's on the way up. Arguably he hits as hard as... Joe Joyce. Mm. His chin mm. is as proven as Joe Joyce's. So when he, and Andy painted this picture, he said, when you stack it up. Now, there's a, a couple of different selections you could go for. Head to head, $2.50, $1.44. Uh, Parker to win by uh, KO or TKO, six fifty. Parker to win on points of decision, three seventy five. Look, I think it's going to be a brawl. I think these guys are going to be going deep, and I think they're going to be tired. Joseph Parker wins and both fighters to be knocked down is paying $15. Whoa. I can see them both taking a knee. I can see this being a really tough and gruelling mm. fight where they both have to take their time, but I also believe that JP is the one to take the, the candy here. So that's going through 15. the power plays. That was the one that jumped out at to me at, at nice odds. Joseph Parker wins and both fighters to be knocked down at $15. What do you think? Double eight, double three. Um, you boys are obviously both in Joe Parker's camp. I am. Hundred percent. Yeah, oh, hundred. Look, yeah. I'm 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 back in the, the last time we had a Kiwi uh, boxer fighting at this level, Dave Tour. Um, mate, everyone was on. Mm. Everyone was on him. I went to watch that fight, David Tour, in Albany when he fought Cameron, um, and just knew that David Tour because of the shape that he'd got and Kenny had wound him up. You mm. know that he was going to go there and do a job, and you you just it's like it's a group it was a group one horse running against a listed horse, you know what I mean, in that fight. And yeah. it actually looked like it that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And different so, pedigree, eh? Different pedigree. So Joe Parker, it would have been oh, six or seven years ago, I saw him fight as a, as a, as a leaner boxer. And it's just the early 30s, mate. Mm. So, so Andy Lee, when he was talking to us the other day, is all about Joe Parker's still growing as a boxer. You're going, actually, you're right. You're right. He's probably got 10 years in the game, and he's probably got a couple of good title shots. So I'm looking forward to the fight because I want to see what Izzy wants to see, which is that different Joe Parker, that more aggressive Joe mm. Parker, taking it to him. Like he's doing it verbally, which we haven't seen before. Mate, can he deliver it in the ring? That's the big question. That's that fury factor. Yeah, a bit of hype, a bit of chat, just 
getting amongst it, you know, that's what it is. It's, it's a business, it's a, it's entertainment, and he's uh, he's all about it, lads. But big show today, big show. Finals footy this weekend, Kempe, you alluded to it. The final four teams chase glory in the NRL. Kempe caught up with his good mate and legend, Matty Johns, yesterday, and we'll play that just after 7 o'clock, so stay tuned. The legend, Matty Johns, how good. Joey Johns, isn't it? Maddie. Maddie. No, Matty, Matty, that's Maddie. right. Maddie. Yes, Matty Johns, so good stay tuned. Yeah. What a what a chat, mate. We appreciate the boys coming on, doing so much over there on the on the airways and well they'll lead us into a couple of winners, no doubt. And no doubt you'll have a bit of a laugh with them too, Kempi. So looking forward to hearing that. Uh it's Friday and it'll be rude not to find some good oil for the weekend. Legendary trainer Andrew Forsman will join the show and hopefully give us a few tips. Obviously, nothing over there in Melbourne because of the AFL, Louis. So this is there's racing tonight and Sunday. Tomorrow it's a funny one. This is how footy AFL. There's nothing mm. like it over there. It stops. It literally stops everything. Mm. Just like racing stops everything. But the Moya Stakes, the Group One at Mooney Valley tonight, over the thousand meters, the sprinters. So the night racing at the Valley starts tonight. Well, Group One starts, and then Sandown. Oh, we'll go through it later. The Underwood at Sandown on Sunday. Yeah. I'm Thunderstruck. Mr. Brightside. Zaki. Moonga. It's a race. It's only got about six or seven horses in it. It is. Fascinating to work out. So there's out. plenty to go. There's plenty to oh, go. Good. But Forsman, I wanted to catch up with Forsman because he's trained Group 1 winners with Murray Baker in Australia. They've had Derby winners. They have had huge success. He's on his own now, and he hasn't skipped a beat. And he's still travelling his horses to Melbourne. He's still winning races back here. And I want to ask about that transition. And, you know, mm. it's the stars of spring, and I think he really could be one. He's got a team that... He could nab a couple of races, including Australian Group 1s, and when he does that... What's we, he got in his stable? He has got a uh, lickety split, oh, yes. which has gone mm. over, and it's a genuine chance to win the 1,000 guineas. And then... The chosen one? Uh, retired at stud. Um, but Mr. Maestro, a Safabille, mm. which won the Dar- one of the Derby trials on Sunday at Flemington, and it's third favourite for the Victorian Derby right now. Mm. So um, he's got a couple of nice chances. And then this weekend at Awapuni, Mustang Valley, who we've backed before, she's been crunched in from about 5 bucks to three eighty. So we'll ask about her. So there's plenty to chat to Fallsman about. Mm, mm. Someone knows something, Mustang Valley. We'll have to get the gravy on that. Mustang Valley. <laughs> Looking forward to that one. And after 8 o'clock, wow, the All Blacks are playing. Uh, tomorrow night, team was named yesterday and probably to many, but surprising. A few selections there. Well, for me, was it for me? Not for you, Kempi. I know you picked Geordie Barrett at twelve, and you, you got you got your wish, and you got your. That was the the surprising one for me. Right, everyone's going Geordie Barrett at twelve, but was when Ian Foster come on, and we actually heard him say, "I don't see him as a 12. Mm. Like that's only two months ago. I know. So. Is that is that Joe Smith making that call? Uh, it's, it's it's a funny one. Like it, it seems to me they just well, this is the perfect chance to give Roger a game. Actually, can you just hold there just five seconds? Okay. Quite, quite literally. Can't wait. Question of the day. Because oh! my question is, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven, and for you gentlemen here, what is your honest opinion of this twenty three? What is your honest opinion of it? Because it is a bit unconventional. Like, it's not the time to experiment. We've got an Eden Park record on the on the uh, at stakes here. I couldn't work out. There's, there's a cross. There's, we'll go back to the go back to the twelve, and then we'll go to the props and the substitute props because I thought that spun me all the way out. Um, but we'll go back to that second five eight. Geordie Barrett. 
Roger Tuivasa-Shek, is it Joe Schmidt's call or is Roger just simply not ready? Is it Joe Schmidt's call? Is he? Oh, he'll have a say, for sure. He's obviously a part of the team and a selector. Um, so he'll definitely have a say. Look, there's so many question marks. and Look, you just got to support and back the boys, but some of them you start to think, okay, this is a few of them is opportunity. You know, you got Cody coming at back in, and Samasoni Tokyo is the number one hooker. Mm. He's he's leading us to the World Cup, so this is an opportunity for for Cody to go out, show his wits out there, and, and prove his selections and opportunity he's going to get. And then you've got Offer and Nepo, who really need big performances. But this probably just shows. And there was a question you say: Do they genuinely care about the rugby championship, or is this for building for for the future and getting an idea and it probably just speaks for itself with the selections, you know, like that. Like, I agree. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though, with Eden Park on the line? Or do they just think they'll go out there and no matter what, they will mm. win at Eden Park? Oh, they, they, I think the, I think the latter. Yeah. I think the latter is that it's been uh, 36 years, I think it has been, since they've won at Eden Park. Mm. It's a long time, mate. That's, well, you weren't even thought about then. No. Um, so for for Australia to come over here and win at Eden Park, it's going to take a, a massive effort, but... I agree with Izzy. I think the um, the concept of making these selections is based around getting some idea of actually who's mm. close to that line of making that World Cup squad. And I think and I think this game could come down to what we're actually going to take you or we're not. You know, you're going to get your you're going to get your shot, and we're going to we're going to do we need to look at them up in the Northern Hemisphere one more time, or no, we actually need to go somewhere else when we head up there. I think you've both nailed it. I think that's exactly mm. what it is. Well, it does surprise me. I thought they'd try and rot out, trot out as much consistency, and Ian Foster spoke about consistency, and actually that was a lot of why they picked Geordie Barrett at 12, because he played there for 60-odd minutes 60 on minutes. Thursday. Right. Yeah. But then you, they have sprinkled changes in there. Tim, you were in Christchurch. What did you make of it, mate? And playing players out of position in general, are you a fan of it, or does it frustrate you? does my head in, mate. Like, you know, this is the perfect opportunity to put uh, Artie Savia at his best position, which is number seven. It's the perfect opportunity to put RTS out there and give him an actual go at it. Um, we need some cover on the bench, which is why Bodie's great up there. Um, and Will Jordan, you know, like, put him at fullback, for God's sakes. He's the best fullback in the world. You've got a great opportunity to do it, and he's missed, the, you know, another swing and a miss from Ian Foster, I reckon. I, I, I have to agree with you. To me, look, honestly, I was surprised with the fullback selection. Um, you know, Bodie's come out, he wants to play 10. Richie Mwanga has obviously got that jersey sewn up at the moment. Good chance to give Will Jordan a crack at the back and see what he's about. He wants to play fullback, and so that, yeah, there were so many surprises. But, yeah, the, the team's selected, and we've got a backup, but still, I'm a bit, yeah. Like, like Bodie at 15, for me, too, he's, he's one bad tackle away from not going to the World Cup. Mm. You know what I mean? And that means we're one less game away from giving someone else an experience of dropping in. And I'll go back to to Beaver. You know, Beaver sitting there white baiting, gets a phone call, come and kick, kick a goal in Dan Carter's small jersey and win us a World Cup. All right, no games came in and got the job done. We need people to have that experience before they get up there because Will Jordan could possibly end up being the fullback in the finals if yep. we get that far. Look, it is a version of this configuration. It's a, it's a, it almost is like they've got what they think is their best team in mind, and now they're spinning it and they're skinning it a different way. It just there were some surprising factors, as Tim pointed out. And Tim, for being such a loyal listener and can't wait question of the day, wins himself a chemist we have spring frenzy prize pack. Thanks to our friends at Health Theories and Musashi. But we have one more to give away. 
So Tim's taken one. I've got another one. It's a giving Friday here. 0800 150 811. What is your honest opinion of that All Blacks 23? Can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past six o'clock. What is your honest opinion of Ian Foster and Joe Schmidt's 23 to tackle the Wallabies at Eden Park tomorrow night? Let's head to Tauranga. Well, he might be on the road. Mark, the rig. How are you going, mate? Good lads, yourselves? Got a singlet on? Yes. No, I, I did have once. Uh, Kempi, I've been to the gym this morning. So, uh, <laughs> oh, <been> Marky! <laughs> oh, mate, put it away, all right? You got your your bad plenty jersey ready, mate? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Kempi. Uh, Izzy, I'll be taking the young fella. Oh, I won't be actually. I'm going to the rugby, so no, I'll be watching it on TV. Fair enough, fair enough. What do you got for us, mate? Selections? Yeah, boys. I look. I really like Geordie at twelve. Mm. Um, I think he'll add a, a real bit of punch and go forward to the midfield. And I think it's what we need. Um, I think the shuffling of the back three and four pack shows how much we miss miss Blackheader, um and mm. that sort of real mongrel. Mm. But I, I had a question for you: Is I'm, I'm quite keen to understand the mindset around these guys that want to play at full back or first five, and then they get shoved into positions they don't like. How does it affect their mindset? Because it happened to you too. I mean, you love the fullback, but then you got shoved on the wing. Like, how does it affect your mindset on game day or leading into it? Like, uh, what does it do to you? And, and, and you know, yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, it's it's an interesting one. And for me, playing fullback and playing wing, they're very similar positions. You know, you're, you're specific. You're constantly working. They call it wings on strings. You know, so your wings and your fullbacks are working all together, and they're all on the same page. So that transition for me from wing uh, fullback to wing, it was a Relatively easy one for me, and look, I wanted to play fullback, but at the time, you know, it's that old cliche. I want to do what's best for the team, and you, you probably do that. But for for Bodie going from first five to fullback, that's that's a that's a big difference. I feel that's a hell of a lot of di- uh, difference going from fullback to second five. Like you would never see me going into the midfield, so you've got to really appreciate what Geordie mm. is is able to do. Um, but look, they'll they'll come out and say they want to do what's best for the team. It's, it'll be hard, but Geordie's an athlete. Cliche. And I actually think Geordie um, will relish it. He said he's going to get a lot of traffic. We know that he's got heavy shoulders and he loves to mm. hit, so I think he'll really enjoy it. Mark, great question, great mate. Question. Really, really appreciate that. Joe, you're in Gizzy. What's your genuine opinion about the first five spot? Joe? Can we have uh, Joe from Gizzy? Boys. Yeah, yeah, Morning. sorry, mate. Yeah, the other Joe yeah. is just asleep at the wheel. <laughs> Oh, hey, <laughs> he needs to go with Neeps and get a P45, that fella. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 think, I, think, uh, I think our man, Roger, must have a uh, Jamaican relation. Because I think he must have a passport issue to get off the bench just to get onto the field. <laughs> All right? I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you're talking about our man, Mark, with a great question about guys moving positions, is like you did. Mm. Right? He's, he's, he's played... All year at 12, and he gets a 15 going to 12. Okay, Geordie played 12 for the for the Hurricanes. No problem there. But our man has to get a shot. And then you got Sebu sitting there mm. thinking, oh, look, I can't even get a start because there's a 10 playing 15 mm. and a 15 playing 11 or 14. And it's just, it's a merry-go-round at the back there. I, I think we need a, a couple of bigger bodies. Uh, which is why they bought in Yuani, where we got found out a little bit in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, and I think uh, I think we just had to give our guys, we have to trust those guys. You yeah. know that. Yeah. Guys on the bench have to be trusted. You trust your 23, right? Yeah. So trust those guys. And if they start poorly, we can always change them. 
Yeah. Right? But I'll tell you what, they'll be fizzing and no good bringing them on in the last 20, you know, yeah. if we're 15, 20 points up because they've got nothing to prove then. Mm. No, honestly, Roger, if I was Roger, I'd be pretty deflated. You know, like he's... This is an opportunity to see what he's about. He's made the shift, he's come back, he's been thrown into a position that it is difficult to get in there and, and, and do what he's doing. Going from playing fullback when you've got so much space to chucked into 12, that's a tough one, but you've got to give him a chance. So if you're him, man, he must be pretty deflated. Like He'll be down. He'd be, no biting, at, he'd be biting at the bit. He'll mate. be starting it's, to th- question his yeah. change. You know, Have I made the right decision to come back? And No, he, he wouldn't be human if he wasn't. Mm. So sold out, sold out Eden Park. I would have thrown him right into the middle of the. Andrew, you know, and he's played all year for The heater could have changed up if uh, if it didn't work. Then you show Geordie Barrett, and you've got you've got all those changes you can make straight away. So yeah, um, I think the other way around. See what happens this, with this scenario is that he could be brought on in a, in a in a time where they're right under pressure, and he needs to help win a game. Well, as opposed to starting a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be really interesting. He will get a run. Mm. The game scenario, Australia aren't going to lie down. If you read between the lines what Dave Rennie's saying in the press, <laughs> oh, 100%. he has stoked the fire. They're going to be using the ref, the Darcy Swain situation, Everett the Hucker, that they've, they've manufactured They're this issue it. with the Hucker. They will use anything mm. for motivation to say... And they can still win it. They they get a bo- they win, get a bonus point, the Argentinians beat... Uh, exactly right, Kimpy. The South Africa... They Every, everything to play for. Mm. So what happens if Roger finds himself on the field and we're down five with ten to go? Mm. Can't wait. 28 away from seven. The can't wait question today. What's your honest opinion of the squad? We'll get to your text, Dom, Ken, after this. So what you want? I want bourbon. Twenty six away from seven. Morning to you on a frisky Friday. Off to the pub for a couple of brews after the show. The lads are on one into a sporting bender this weekend. Oh, I can't wait. We got JP on Friday, on Sunday, I should say. We've got, uh, of course, the AFL granny as well. Who's going to win? Who's tipping the Swannies? I am. Upset the Cats. And we've got the NRL finals as well. Right now, it's important to know that Bunnings Trade helping is helping business. Is their trade making your job easier, Bunnings Trade. And last night, it took a great strike from outside the penalty box for Australia to nab a 1-0 victory over the All-Whites. Danny Hay, enough to be positive about in the return fixture at Eden Park on Sunday. Right now, over in the West Indies, we've got the White Ferns. They are 95 for 3. Chasing a score of 169. So they started to tick away nicely there. Uh, required run rate 2.57. So hopefully, if they don't lose too many wickets, they should be able to do that. And a bizarre story out of the NBA Ime Adoka, uh, a finals coaching, well, a Boston Celtics coach, he got them to the finals last year, won the Eastern Conference, has had an affair with a Boston Celtics staff member reportedly, and is set to be stood down for the whole season which is a crazy one for all you Celtics fans to wrap your head around. But to the text we go. Kempi, and there's a text from your mate Ken there. Yeah, there is. Guys, best 23 of the year, and don't mention about Jordan being a 15 because he clearly isn't at test level. Cheers. Ken, there's Ken. 
Oh, how, many, how many blues in that back line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple here from Don. Here's one. Uncle Liz, you bringing Smoko for the boys today? Make sure I've got the broom ready too. For, oh, mate, he wouldn't know what a broom looks like, Don. Mate, I do so. Do you do so? I'm domesticated as they come, I tell you. Um, Dom, yeah, we, yeah, we are yeah. He wants to know what he want want him to bring, Dom. Just send us in a text. Couple couple cream buns. Will he shout? Will he shout? Here's another one from Dom Simersoni is the biggest shock. Him and Artie are the best two players on the field in my position. Why would you put him on the bench? He needs battle time. I actually agree. I reckon um Simersoni is the All Blacks trump card. I was surprised with that one. I, I was Why would you take him out, mate? He's going you know that Well he's he's, he's You know when you're playing well? Yeah. Yeah. And they bench you? Feed the beast. But, but it's your jersey? Yeah. And you're like... Feed the beast. Right. Empower him. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. You know, like, cause for, for Cody, this is his chance. This is his chance. He, he's been there for, for a while. and uh, the, You can see what they're doing. They're giving people opportunities. That's right. And, you know, the other guys have taken their opportunities. This is a chance for them to take their opportunities. If they don't, then they know they've got the trusted. It's, it's, you're, you've nailed it, Izzy. Mm. I'm just still so shocked that they're doing it in, the, in this spot. <laughs> so are we saying now that when you pick – so you fight your hardest to get into an all-black jersey yeah. and you are the number one and then you're just told, well, you're not playing. Rest in rotation, Graham Henry, 2007, was it for oh, the 2007 you know, hey, World Cup? What's another bad You can take rest in rotation and yeah? stick it somewhere where the sun don't shine. Mate, Seriously. If we lose. <laughs> if, we lose <laughs> mate, if it was me and you took my jersey off me, I'd be mate, I'd be straight in there. Oh, What's mate, going on? Yeah. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like, I want to play every single I time. I want to play. Well, no, but my point is being... I want to give someone else a chance. Not if you're, and not if you're the best. And you don't... No. Yeah, in right. that position, you're like handing the jersey to the second best person. Hey, hey, but do what's best for the team. <laughs> Good stick there. Well, look, like I said before, the what's, what's, best another, for the team what's another bad the best record, players? you know? We lost Ireland, we lost RG. Well, well you, 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 so that, that you reckon that they've nah. gone, oh, no, Eden, Eden no, Park, no. Schmied and Schmart. No. <laughs> no way. Hope, I hope not. But th- no, it's definitely not about that. This is an opportunity, and these guys are going to opportunity to go out there. Honestly, you represent your country, and they're obviously very good. They're good enough to be there, but this is their chance. This mm. is their chance, and if they don't go nail it, we're going to not get the result, and they're probably not going to get another opportunity. Yep. Uh, the loose forwards is my concern. Yuani's work rate is terrible, and Satutu is an all black quality. Papa Lee wasn't seen last week. Should have had Jacobson in there somewhere. Roger will get 30 minutes to show what he can do. Paul. Yeah, Paul, look, interesting point around those. Um, and Ken, you're going you're gonna to hate this, Ken, but I promise this isn't about you. <laughs> it's an interesting point you raise around those Blues loose forwards because they tore Super Rugby apart, but we have seen the massive difference of Dalton's effectiveness at Super Rugby versus Test Rugby. And especially at the breakdown at the moment where you've got to say the All Blacks are off the pace to the world standard. I think Dalton's realised the step up is huge, is he? Yeah, oh, he, definitely, definitely. And and he's, well, he hasn't had any continuity with his game time, so he's tr- struggling to find his biggest impact, and, and mm. now he's got that time to go out there. But he's, you did right, like our, our breakdown, we haven't had anyone over the ball that's genuine jackler. So that's what we're hoping to see from Artie if he was going to play seven. We know how good he is over the ball. Dalton's good. He's good over the ball, but he needs to have a huge and. Um, Yuani Akira has to have a big game too because we are still after Frizzell's got injured we are still trying to find 
that number six that's that's going to take us forward and, and mm. get the job done. You know, like so this is an opportunity for Akira to really go out there and stamp his mark on this team. Yeah, and and you're you're dead right. Like getting out there that that loose trio, mate. They've got an opportunity this mm. weekend. Seriously, and that's what you're you you've nailed it, Izzy. It's all about opportunity this weekend. Um, a lot of people be disappointed that the side wasn't kept together. That you know, obviously got the job done and kept them in the championship and opportunity to win it. But oh, I don't know. I don't. I was expecting a couple of changes, Kempi, but not them. No, I said that to you. Mm. Like, mate, Fozzie hasn't made changes, and no. then all of a sudden they come out with that many. Well, they've been forced with some. And and Richie says Morena lads, thoughts on the team is Artie should start. Bowden Barrett off the bench is Scott Barrett injured? Yes, he is. Yep. Also, has Foley kicked the ball yet? Unsure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, <laughs> whoa. The Hulk has arrived. <laughs> Far out. Ken's got rocks in his head. Must be an Aucklander. Still bitter about the Super Rugby final. <laughs> Don't be bitter. Be bitter. Oh. Ken. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Hey, Kenny, I wouldn't argue with the rig either. He's <laughs> taking the bait. Hook, oh, <laughs> wow. line, and sink it. Right. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight. Len. I got a $50 oh, DAB bonus Good bet. Luck. The quiz is, what do you reckon? Out of 10. Tough. T- oh. Difficulty level. Super tough. Nine? Wow. You better line up. <laughs> Rack and stack. The clues are going to be hard. The countdown is going to be on. And the quiz is up for grabs. Give us a call. 0800 Quizzy Dag after this. Back in the- you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ What? Pushed the wrong button, and I'm sitting there going, Joe, what are you doing? And Sensational. Then bang, Uncle will give you gout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I have. I love that tune, too. Oh, uh, you are That's, so talented. That is so Thank good. Thank you so much. You've got me up, and it is Friday. Oh, Kempi. <laughs> I can't see who's on the phone. <laughs> Zane. Zane. Morning, Zane. How are you? Morning, Izzy. Good, good luck, my friend. Do you like that little tune? Just quickly, yeah. Good, eh? Who, who is that? That's Aroha. The news. Um, she reads the news for us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. She's yeah, doing yeah. a great job. Love it. Love yeah. it. Way better than my voice. Anyway, anyway Where are we? Question number one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score in the All Whites versus Socceroos match last night? One 0 Socceroos. Nice. One 0 Bang. Which? Question number two: Which Australian racetrack hosts hosts group Group One racing tonight? Oh, can I have a clue, please? Yeah, it's when you drop your drop your trail. 
Uh, Caulfield. No, not Caulfield. Sorry, Zade. Have a good day. Luke. Luke, good morning. Morena. Morena, mate. Good, uh, good luck with this one. Question number two. Which Australian racetrack hosts Group 1 Racing tonight? Mooney Valley. Mooney Valley. Money Valley. Here we go. Here we go. Question number three. The movie Uncle Drew is a movie based off a current NBA point guard. Alt, uh, point guard's alter ego. Which player is this? Uh, we'll go a clue, please. Great pies. Five, four, three, two. Shaq? No, not Shaq. Oh. Sorry, Lukey, but you have a good day. Going to go to Anton. Morning. Morena, bro. Morena. The movie Uncle Drew is a movie based off a current NBA point guard's alter ego. Which player is this? It's the anti-vexer Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, correct. Question number four. In November, Israel Adosanya will fight Alex Pereira for the middle middleweight title. Name two other Kiwis on this card. Uh, Hagman, Dan Hooker, and... Ooh, it's Kai... No, it'll be Blood Diamond. Let's go back, guy. No. Damn it. Not Blood Diamond. Sorry, brother. Have a good day. We're going to go to Ed. Tiger. Morning, Ed. Oh, morning, the brothers. But I was up in Auckland last night at the Nipple. Ooh, hey, yeah. Awesome. Is Kiz ever coming back to breakfast? Oh, man, I'm not sure, but we had a good yarn. <laughs> mean, bro. Awesome. Mean, man. Oh, I'm a bit steppy. Too much, but I don't know the answer to that question, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have a crack? Have a stab, mate. Have a stab. No, Dan no. Hooker's one of them. Dan Hooker's one of them, but I don't know, man. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. You have a good day, my friend. We're going to go to Lammy from Palmy North. Morning, Lammy. Well, morning, brothers. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. So, name two fighters on Israel Arosanya's uh, oh. card. Well, bro, I really don't know, so I'm going to go, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before that, before that, okay. before, uh, before, before you hang up, yeah. Primo Swing's still coming in, eh, Louis? Give me the tip last week and it's still coming, brother. Oh, it's still running. <laughs> it's still running, brother. Yeah, it's still running. Yeah, yeah. Piper's, Piper flinged us. Oh, Piper's flinged Oh, sorry. Okay, brother. Thank All you, good. Piper. Have a good day. Sorry, Lemmy. All right. We're going to go to Tony. Morning, Tony. Morning, boys. Hey, um, i got a great. Where's the pick the score, man? Pick the score? Well, the All Blacks game. Oh, we've got another two and a half hours. We'll get it soon. Oh, sweet ass, yeah. I mean, talking mate, about selection for three up. days, that's a monotonous. Wake up and have an apple, mate. <laughs> Oi, mate, I hope I can give you something. Give, give me two fighters on Israel Arasanya's card. Well, I only have to give one, don't I? Because the other guy gave the other one. Yeah, okay, give me another one, Come then. On, Tony. I'll go, I'll go Riddell. Brad Riddell. Oh, you're on one today, aren't you, Tones? Here we go, question number five to, to take it home. Who, we caught up with the big guns yesterday, Brody Retallick. He said that two weeks before the Northern Tour, the All Blacks would go into camp in what South Island town? Oh, no, I missed that. Uh, phone a friend? Yeah, in the South Island. <laughs> <laughs>
Come on, come on, Uncle. <laughs> Have a stab. Go, quick. Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Timaru. Ooh, Close. no. No, not Timaru. Sorry, my friend. Have a good day. Mark Christchurch. Mike, sorry. Yo, good morning, guys. Morning. Caught up, Guzzler. Where's the All Blacks going to go to go into camp? What, what South Island town? City? Town? Top of the South Island. The Sunny Nelson. Sunny Nelson is correct. Well done. You're the winner. Yeah, well done, Mike from the 03. Uh, good quiz there. Jeez, Tones has got some sass, doesn't he? Oh, mate, he's on. Uh, wants a score prediction. Well, we'll get Izzy and Kempies on the other side of this and get to some of your texts as well. Six away from seven this morning. SNZ, right, we've got a couple of texts here. Tim the teacher says, Morena, team, this is my dream midfield pairing. Geordie and Rico bring pace, power and wide, varied skill. I think this is the perfect backline too. Wow, Tim the teacher, love your positivity. Stephen Auckland wants to know where Stephen Petafeta is. Well, he's not playing for any other nation. He's now stuck with the All Blacks after his 20-odd seconds or whatever it was. And Tony has demanded a score a score <laughs> sweepstake. And then he said, All Blacks 33, Australia 21. So we'll stick our $50 TAB bonus bet for next week on the closest to the pin competition. I'll kick us off. I'm going Wallabies 23, All Blacks 19. Oh, you love it, you conspiracist. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going all these 25-20 And I'm going the Aussies 25-24 Oh Kimpy The boys Are on one Well I'll tell you also is on one Maddie Johns coming up After 7 o'clock You want to stay tuned he's going to talk all things NRL's NRL finals footy It's here Final 14 Coming up, here's Auto Health, the news for Cubata. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Gout. Just warehouse spring frenzy sale and find up to half price of Neutralife and Good Health Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, it's Sizzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday. Oh, I love a Friday. And you know what time it is? It's 7 o'clock and it's bat time. We've got a couple of baps coming in. It's my favourite time of the morning. When you're up in the studios, you go over to that little cafe right there and you get a bap and a coffee and it just really gets you flip through the next couple of hours. Oh, speaking of the next couple of hours, we've got Maddie Johns coming up shortly, followed by trainer Andrew Forsman. As, well, we prepare for a big weekend of racing. Group 1's tonight over at Mooney Valley, followed by Sunday. Where's that? Sand- Sandown? Sandown. Yeah. See, you're the punt man, aren't you? Well, I just listen Zaki to Zaki or I'm Thunderstruck? <laughs> Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, eh? Hey. Wow. 
Slow pace, small field. Kanzaki stack them can't, up. Can't hang on. Thunderstruck just got his got, got he, his got he, his number, mate. He's on the up. He is the he is the boom horse. We can talk about it a little bit later on. It's a fascinating race. Lad. Did you see that video of Jamie Carr? And she was riding down the track on Zaki, and she had like a. I didn't. She, yeah, it's, it's on uh, social media. Like, and she's on top of Zaki, and Zaki's riding. She's got like a a little camera on the top of her helmet, and it's so good to watch. Just. I just felt like you you were there. Pong, oh, pong, pong. <laughs> no, Kempi, calm down. We're not quite there. We're not. What if you guys, you got on Pungo, Kempi, you got on Just Ask Me and you guys raced <laughs> down a beach? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Just Ask Me would be a chance because he's used to carrying big, <laughs> big fat jockeys. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Honestly, I, f- I would feel for Pungo's knees. Hopefully he doesn't have knees like mine anyway. So, uh, boys, yep. Yeah. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Rito. Kieran Reid going to come on and and just react and get his reaction to the to the um, selections that was well announced yesterday and going and he's played a fair few bit of mm. cup so really looking forward to having a chat to Rito and you know what it is it's Friday so we'll finish the show with a nice Friday tipple reflecting on the week but Kempi yesterday you had a good catch up with your good friend Matty Johns yeah it was it was it was good to uh, to talk to Matty uh, Every time I talk to, uh, talk to him, all I can remember is him living in that flat next door to me with Trish, his wife. Um, that was many, many moons ago, but still the same bloke. So plenty of good stuff from him. Yeah, and he, uh, he is still the same bloke, as you point out, Kempi. And for, obviously, he's still with Trish, and he's got the the kids that play f- Oh, of course, well, he's got footy. NRL stars. You know, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a busy man. Like, you know, we do the breakfast show. He does a breakfast show, a TV program. He also acts as a consultant for clubs, as a coach, and gives up his time freely. When I contacted him yesterday, I said, come on our show and have a chat. He just went, sure, man. Yeah. I'll do it now. Awesome. What a guy. And if you want to know anything about the NRL finals, it's prelims week. This is how you make the big dance. Matty Johns. S-E-N-Z. Hey, uh, just been lucky enough to have Matty Johns join us here on SEN for breakfast with Izzy and Kempe. Uh, mate, Thanks, thanks for joining us, Matty. How you doing? Oh, Campy, I'm all good, mate. Not a problem any time. Hey, that's awesome, mate. Can we just uh, have a little chat to you about the finals, mate? Thanks, for, thanks for um, giving up some of your time. What have you, what have you made of the finals so far, Matty? What have you picked up? Oh, mate, look, it's been been a fantastic final series. The, the one that really split opinion was the Roosters versus the Bunnies. That first week of the finals, they played round twenty five, and then. They press, uh, you know, press repeat and played the week after. I, I thought, okay, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't like, you know, cheap shots and that. You know, mm-hmm. there, were, there were plenty of those. I get that, but the atmosphere and the intensity of the game was just fantastic. Um, the new Allianz Stadium, Kempi, is just something special. It is mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant, and I think it could be a, a bit of a turning point as far as crowds. Uh, here in Australia, because you know one of the things that one of the beauties of rugby league, and and I suppose one of the things that holds it back as far as live crowds, such a, t- a great TV product. Um, but Allianz Stadium is a whole new experience again, and so to see a full house there two weeks in a row, and that particularly that second final was was incredible. And of course, you know the Bunnies now have gone on a run. Um, it makes it makes this week's game just huge up against the Panthers. Two sides that are coming from totally different angles. The Panthers are so well rested, um, and there's a you know like 
Kempi, you remember in the old days of the top five system, there was always that debate about the minor premiers and whether they would go into the grand final under Dunn because you play the first week, uh, you get the first week of the finals off, they used to. Then they play the third week. If they win that, you have the, the next week off again. So you basically played two games in a month and it left them a little bit vulnerable. But the Panthers rests all their stars in round 25. Um, then they played the week after they built it, uh, Parramatta. And then they've been given a week off again and they're coming up against uh, South Sydney who are real battle-hardened. And you should see them at training. They're just, like, they're floating. They're just, mm. you know, they're, they're just so confident. They, they're going to play with that nothing-to-lose mentality which makes them hard to beat. And so it, it, over the course of the weekend, like the, you know, the Parramatta North Queensland game will be huge, but the one I'm really looking forward to is South and, and Penrith. And on top of that too, Kempe, uh, Nathan Cleary's played one game in seven weeks. Mm. Now, that can... It didn't, it didn't concern him at all uh, in the first game against Parramatta, but you know you just you just don't know. Um, so I, I, give, I give South a real chance. Mate, you, you you look at that game against uh, Parramatta Penrith in that in that first semi, and they let uh, Nathan Cleary play in a dinner suit. There was no kick pressure on yep. him. They didn't put him to ground. He had four weeks off. They weren't uh, using up the energy, getting him to use his energy. Do you see South um, playing a little bit of a different plan and targeting Nathan Cleary this weekend? Well, they, they've just got it, Campy, as you just said. Like you just you've got to put him in the phone box. Queensland were able to do that and. In the first origin and the third origin, the second game they, they kept their hands off him and he carved them up. Now Parramatta just um, fell asleep on him and he just you know taught probably the best individual display of the season. Um, and so you got you got no other choice. And for South to do that, can be like you, you know the game better than anyone. Like you, you've got to be able to slow the play the ball. And so the bottom line is South have got to be willing to give some penalties away or six against away early in the contest to be able to consistently get to, to Nathan, to hassle his kicks, to put him on the ground legally when he kicks. Because the big clash is Nathan against Latrell Mitchell. And if and if, if they give him time, but they, they, Latrell will get zero time. He'll, he'll kick high, he'll kick to the corners, and they'll burn Latrell out early mm. by making him just rain the cul-de-sacs. But if they can hassle him, harass him, um, and make, you know, when Latrell Mitchell starts to get catch some of those balls on the floor, get some in decent field position, can wind up, and then South Sydney start to kick start their set to six. And so, like, that, that's the bottom line, can be. They, they've just got to... You know, for use of a better term, they've got to cheat in the rucks a little bit to win this game. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Latrell Mitchell, but you've summed it up really well. That's right. If he doesn't get to the pressure put on him, Nathan, Latrell's up for a, a, a torrid oh. night. A torrid night. Hey, the other matchup oh, in... Kempe, I, do, I don't know whether you've made... Like, I don't know if, you, if you've met Latrell Kempe, but, I mean, he is a monster. Mm. Like, because he's so, he's so thick-set, uh, well built. It sort of it, it hides his how 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 tall he is. Like he's he's six four, and you know he's about eight hundred and eighteen kilos. And uh, he did a Perfect. trip to <laughs> oh mate, absolutely very, very similar to me. It's like looking into a mirror. <laughs> and uh, but he, what was really crucial for Latrell, he, he had that hamstring and groin injury, 
went away to the States halfway through the year, went to a guy who is a, um, a, a body movement expert, and a lot of the NFL players go to him when he's injured. There's a good doco called Latrell Mitchell Pushing the Limits on YouTube. It's incredible to watch it because the guy doesn't just train Latrell's body and teach him how to move. He, you can see he's coaching his mind. Mm. And Latrell, there's a moment in the doco where Latrell turns to the South Sydney trainer who went over there with him and says, I've just realised that how to use my power and speed and sometimes I don't need to push that hard. I just need to relax a little bit. And that's been one of the features of his game when he's got back. He's just got time to play. And so I've never seen Latrell play better. And it's a... and it's very much to do with that little trip mid-season. It was money well spent by South. Yeah, look, they they wanted it last year. Latrell Mitchell out of the grand final. They get it this week, a, a prelude to the GF next week. And uh, mate, I do actually did get to spend a bit of time on Latrell. I spoke I spoke to them, gave them a bit of a motivational speech when they're in the Sydney house. The young kids, Joey Manu, Latrell Mitchell, um, and, his, oh, wow. and his brother as well. So um, it's good to see those kids kick on. The other matchup, Maddie, the Cowboys Parramatta yep. Parra have to travel up. It's going to be hot. They got flogged by 30 points this year. Yep. How do you see that one playing out? Well, it was, it was funny, Ken, because they were beaten 35-4 in Darwin in, in conditions that will be almost identical. Um, it, was, it was interesting, Ken, because the Cowboys, if you look at the history of the Cowboys, as you know, mate, they, they came in 95 with, with the Warriors, and, and it just it took them it took them a long while to find the success that they should have had early because it's such a great junior nursery. And one of the things they they weren't able to do is to realise the advantage they have with the conditions up there. And so in the early years, when you go up there and look at their training facilities, it was made beautiful. It was air-conditioned gym. Uh, they avoided the heat of the day. Or they sort of, yeah, as I said, avoided that heat and humidity. I thought it would wear them out a little bit. The big turning point was when the torture merchant, Billy Johnston, the great trainer, yeah. he went there. First thing he did, went in, turned the air condition off. They uh, would train in the middle of the day, just flogged them, and made them realize that you've got to use the conditions to your advantage. And Todd Payton's done exactly the same thing this preseason. You know, like he said, the training, I just made the training unpredictable. When they turned up, they didn't know what they are going to do. Sometimes in the middle of the heat, we go to Castle Hill and just keep running. Mm. And so they're the fittest team in the league. They don't fear fatigue. Um, and I just love the way they play. Like Jeremiah Nenai, I think, is one of the biggest talents that I have seen. He reminds me a lot of, of Sonny Bill. Mm. I actually think he's a bigger talent than Sonny. I think he will develop into. He's just a phenomenal player. They're a young team. They're really confident. The Eels got into trouble last time they went up and played in the hit and really because I'm trying to finesse the ball around the park rather than play a power game. But can be with a full house up there and the conditions. I do like North Queensland, and I, I do think they deserve a grand final spot. They've, they've been the story of the season. Yeah, Todd Payton's been outstanding the way that he's prepared his team this year. You're dead right about none. I, I haven't seen a kid with that um, much leg speed hanging on the edges for quite a while. So looking for him um, and his play this week. It'd be good to see him in a grand final. Matty, just a couple of questions before I let you go. Mate, what about your kangaroos and uh, how players are declaring for other countries at the moment? What's the future look oh, like yeah. for that side? Oh, look, it's so, I think it's just so good. I, I love the fact that Swaliki has has chose to go to 
to Samoa. As you know, Campy, we sort of had a look at Samoa, you know, and yeah. put our hand up to say needed a hand and things like that. Uh, it, it, it didn't happen. That's that's the way it goes. But I'm just so happy that he has declared himself to Samoa. Um, it, it's it's brilliant. Like Australia, Australia's got such a great nursery. We don't need to be pinching kids, you know, who are who are Tongan and Samoan. But uh, we shouldn't be out there trying to convince them to play for Australia. I mean, what do we want to do? Is it going to be Australia versus Australia all over again? Um, and so I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Uh, the Taumalolo, what he did for Tonga was a turning point for the national game. Kenby, I like the Kiwis, and I've said this on the show, I, I think the Kiwis will win the World Cup. It's a great side that Madge has got. Um, and the thing about them is that everyone in that team plays a similar style. They're, they're, everyone in the side are, are, are built for a, a running, centralised attack. So you've got Joey Manu, of course, who's incredible season. You've got Brandon Smith. Uh, you, you've got uh, you've got Jerome Hughes, you've got Dylan Brown, and it just goes on and on and on. So I, I really like the Kiwis. I think they're five to one at the moment. So very very good value. And yeah, I, I think that I think they'll win it because if you look at Australia, there's like there's a lot of talent. They all like to they play different football, and so that's hard to pull together for now. Yeah, it is. And mate, it's so good to to finally uh, hear some Australians saying that the Kiwis had a definite chance of winning the World Cup, um, as you know, for years. And, and we played against each other in 95. Um, it was oh, yeah. really hard to take the, take that cup off the kangaroo team. But well, but, you know, particularly Brandon Smith. Like, I'm just saying for Brandon. When Brandy, Brandon comes, you know, he, he comes up this way around Sydney, like he comes and stays with us, you know, and he, he's yeah. become like part of the family. And so, mate, I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love to see him win the World Cup. It'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to see him in a Warriors jersey. Hey, mate, so you've, <laughs> you've got uh, who you got for the next for for next week in the grand final, and and we've like we've got quite a few guys that like a punt on here. Where would we go to if we're looking for value this week? Well, Tempe, I would look the Sydney grand final. They're all talking about it would be the big Western Sydney derby, which is Parramatta Penrith. It'd be huge here, but like I said before, North Queensland deserved to be there. And so I, I think it'll be North Queensland and Penrith. I think Pen, I think Penrith will win, but I think I think South will give a lot of cheek. Um, both games, for all attack and talents in both sides, I'd be looking to be a, a lower scoring game. Uh, we saw last year's grand final; I think it was twelve ten, something like that, fourteen twelve, something like that. Uh, Panthers and South. I don't think there'll be a lot of points scored, so I'd sort of go unders. Uh, for whatever the line is there. And, and for North Queensland, I, I I think similar, even though two very good attacking sides, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think there'll be lots of, the desperation in defence will dictate, but I'd go Jeremiah Nanai for a try. Um, he's made probably the most instinctive player I've seen as far as kicks and things like that. You know, this time of the year can be, you know, kicking wins. Yeah, I'm sure he's a Kiwi. Um, hey, Matty, hey, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, mate, on uh, Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. I really appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy day. And uh, go well, my brother, and we'll talk soon. Good on you, Kimby. Good to talk to you, mate. S-E-N-Z. Oh, it's two brothers from back in the days in Newey. How good, Kimby. Oh, real good. Yeah, no, it was good to, good to catch up with him. And it, I, I just love listening to the way that he thinks, you mm. know, like – there's a couple of comments in there that he made. Like they need, he said that uh, 
South need to get some early penalties away and some six against to 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 really get to to Cleary. And I like I said, um, I don't, I just can't believe that Cleary played in a in a dinner suit against Parramatta in the first game. And South, you know, and they know that Queensland got him uh, in the Origin series by by making sure they put him on his back. So. It just the way that he explained it and the way he talked about Jeremiah Nunai up at the Cowboys that he was, you know, probably better than Sonny Bill. Like, mate, the kid's mm. 19. That's a massive call. Anytime try scorer. Is he $2.63, Jeremiah Nanai? That was one of his tips. And that was one of his tips. He thinks he thinks both games will be uh, close. But the other thing was a $5 that he, that he picked um, because these boys love a punt, mm. you know, and he's picked the Kiwis to win the World Cup. But how he described it, so he described the Aussie team being full of a bunch of players that play a different style of football at their clubs that they can't pull together. Whereas he said the Kiwi boys, they all play the same style of football and he thinks they're going to be hard to stop. I love that. He just went out there, made a statement and picked the Kiwis. He's right behind us. And, mate, honestly, after that, I'm going to go watch that uh, Latrell Mitchell YouTube. And watch that. Yeah, and, and that was the that. other big one mm. was that Latrell Mitchell spent money on himself. I mean, we've spoken about that so many times being a, being a professional athlete. Go and spend some money on yourself. Body movement, energy saving, 118 kilos, six foot four. Wow. Well, perfect. Absolutely perfect. And look at the look at the football he's playing this year. He's been outstanding. NRL prelims this weekend. Cannot wait. Hey, ponies come through 45-13 to Fosters and Posters. We are doing a sweepstake for the Bledisloe 2 score. Come through double eight double three. Uh, we've got a fifty dollars TAB bonus bet for you next week. And horse, we've got your message here. Bloody Kempy, now you're having a laugh picking Aussies this week. Last week it was <laughs> Louis. This week it was you. Slap yourself, bro. Izzy, you're staunch. Come live in the Naki. Ooh, THC, mate. Oh, you need a passport to get in there. Yeah, oh, it's cool. that Al's place, mate. He's always got a bed for you, Izzy, when yeah. you come into town. Oh, just, 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 just mate, just make sure you'll need it, son, if you go down and stay with Al. You won't, Char- you won't be sleeping. Rock. Yeah. Sleeping after this, I tell you. Not, mate. Under the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-three minutes past seven. Here with Kim Great savings every day. Kimpy is winding up off the back fence after this. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, all the focus is on which team makes the grand final this weekend. How hard is it going to be to pick this year's coach of the year for the NRL? Take a second and consider that these names won't even be on the final list when judges pen their number one choice for Coach of the Year. No Craig Bellamy, no Trent Robertson, and the great Wayne Bennett didn't even get any runs on the board with any team this year. Now it looks like everyone has the Cowboys' Todd Payton name etched into the uh, coveted trophy, but is it that clear cut? He wins a grand final, it's his. But if other scenarios play out, we may require a new name to be considered. How about Jason Tomitro, who after taking over from Wayne Bennett, could emulate South's grand final run from last year, and would have to be favourite to win it if they can get past Penrith this weekend. It must be his if that scenario plays out. Ivan Cleary, of course, should get it hands down if he gets back-to-back titles. Back-to-back, baby. Ivan's for sure. Or how about Brad Arthur? No one's mentioned him. Here's a chance to bring the NRL trophy home to Parramatta 36 years after their last triumph. Surely he's a chance if he can do that. He gets power past the Cowboys tonight. He's a step closer to that goal and coach of the year. For me, though, I'm picking Toddy Payton. Scenarios galore starting tonight. Who you got? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp.
Oh, interesting one there, Kempi. Look, uh, the criteria, you, you feel like if they win the competition, that goes a long way to picking winning best coach of the year? I, th- I think if, see, I think it's Ivan's to lose. Mm. You know, he goes back to back. You've got to give it to him. Yeah. You know, even even the year that Fitzgibbon and Peyton have had. But Brad, Brad Arthur, mm. no one's even mentioned him. Mm. And he's a game away from the grand final, you know. So... I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. I think Toddy Payton, I think he actually gets a job done tonight against yeah. Parramatta, and they're a dead-set chance in the grand final. Um, Ivan's to lose, but, mate, the other two teams, uh, Demetrio, like who, no one's even mentioned his name. Mm, mm. He's taken over from Wayne Bennett. He emulates the game tonight and, and, and plays last year's grand final. Mate, if he gets them, Latrell Mitchell steps up with Cody Walker, I reckon they, they're hard to beat in the final. Mm. Like Battle that. hardened, like Maddie said. Oh, I'm probably heading towards Toddy Payton, my decision. I'm probably the same as you there, Kempi. So great off the back fence, mate. He Let seemed, us know. Yeah, he's got the Cowboys firing. Let mm. us know. Who's your coach of the year? Jamie says, my favourite power play this weekend is Valentine Holmes' first, second or third try score at $5. Jamie down there in Wanaka. Don't mind that, Jamie. Uh, what's your NRL best bet? 29 away from eight. Choices for in poll just after this. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with shaping and building Aotearoa. So what you want? I want bourbon. Sing it, give me. Sing it. No, nah, it missed it. <laughs> oh, nearly. Sorry, mate. I was, I was on another Sing planet. Sing what you're trying to do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Scott, I got bourbon. I want beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's silly. He wants to come and have a drink with a celebrity. We'll be at the Paddington from about 9.30 this morning. Yep. Join us. We'll just be wrapping up the week and uh, yeah, wrapping his ear in cotton wool because he's got a big few days coming up. The all the ex all black. I was going to say the all black. Jeez. You reckon you can run around these days? Me? Yeah. Run? NPC? No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Now, my knees are bad, Unc. As soon as I just even start trotting, my knees just blow up. Yeah. Get a lot of fluid in them. So, yeah, it's quite bad. More chance of being a live golfer. More chance. <laughs> I thought that before last Wednesday's performance, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to I've got to say something. You got to laugh at this. You know the Charles tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kiwi, the, the Kiwi, the Bob Charles tour. Yeah. yeah. So I'm playing in it in two weeks. Is that right? At an event. Yeah, in Christchurch. Is it a? It's not a. Are they proams or are they pro no, events? It's it's a pro event. So I'm playing as a with the pro. As a pro. As a pro, but I'm not pro. But, but you're entered as a pro. Yeah, so New Zealand Golf have chucked me in there to have a crack. It's at my home course at Pegasus, so I know the course really well. But, um, yeah, so I'm actually playing this event. It's going to – oh, I think I'm going to embarrass myself. <laughs> nah, mate, you'll have a blinder. Are you oh, nervous? Uh, I'm a little bit little bit nervous. The adrenaline will kick in I'll and I'll just go in and can be a competitor and just – I'll go and compete. Will you lock in? Handy, I'll go and compete. But after Wednesday's performance, wow, I was thinking, nah, I can't go if I'm like this. At least you can drive Pegasus. Like, at least it's a, a course where you can use your weapon, which That's is your driver. That's my go to. Yeah. Drive it. And I, I've started playing off the blacks. 
So it is a hell of a lot different though. Off like the one of the holes, I bombed the drive and then had to try and smack the three wood and stall short. That's oh. a, yeah, it's tough, but um, yeah, I'm giving it a crack. Um, so yeah, New Zealand golf. I'm good friends with them, and I actually said it as a laugh, tongue in cheek. And Dino signed you, and Dean and Jan, Jan, uh, one of Jan Rosal uh, of New Zealand golf. She uh, rang me up and said, "You serious?" I said, "Nah, I'm joking. She's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we're gonna do it." So <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Pa- Two weeks. Appearance fee. October. Nah, no, no. Just love golf, brother. All for New Zealand golf. Look, I think I'm a little bit apprehensive because these these are professionals, and I don't want to go in there and, you know, let myself or let, or let the golf because it is you know it's yeah. a prestigious event. Sure, you know they're already saying take it the serious, piss. take I'll it seriously. Serious. So I'm going to go on and do it justice and do my best. Yeah, and, and do it justice. Look, I'm so that's Pegasus, not this weekend. So starting next Friday. So the week of October the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to go and watch, I'm sure people can just turn up. Yeah, yeah, they'll be there at Pegasus Golf Club. Can we get a gallery for Daggy? 100%. Oh, no, don't. Like Tiger some, Woods following around. Down. I had one, some board, one moment. Let's get some boards made up. I had my one moment with the gallery lads. When I was playing at the New Zealand Golf Open as a pro-am, and I, this uh, big crowd was following Josh Geary and uh, Ben Campbell, so Kiwi legend golfers, and um, Michael Hendry. And they were walking down this fairway, but I'd sprayed my drive onto their fairway. <laughs> anyway, they were walking up, and I just, I, you know, always want to do this. Put the hand up. Can you stop? Stop, stop. <laughs> so they all stop, and I've just got this, like, 300 people gallery, and I've, they've, like, just gone around me. You know how, like, yeah, when yeah, you yeah, spray yeah. it on the pros, they've got all those people around? That was me. And I'm like, okay, sweet ass, standing there, and I'm standing over the seven iron, and I'm like, this is my moment. <laughs> then I just go back, swing it, come through, bang, chunk it. <laughs> it goes 10 metres in front of me, no lie. And I've never chunked it. And I've chunked it, and then everyone just goes, ooh. And it just walks off, and I was just so embarrassed. I couldn't believe it. So that's what's probably going to happen at Pegasus. <laughs> that is some great ammunition. So uh, Anton, when he's in your DMs saying never ever swing a golf club again, <laughs> try and dig that footage out. I'm sure it's somewhere. That is brilliant. Right. Good story, Izzy. Love that from you. Uh, see your floor changes instant with room view. Time for the choices for him poll before we shoot off with Andrew Forsman. Go to the app. Have your choice. Click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, the stream, and tell me. Nice and simple one. If you could only watch one event this weekend, what is it? You're only allowed to put one gold coin in your TV to turn one event on. Is it the Bledisloe? Is it the NRL Finals, one of the games? Is it the AFL Grand Final? Or is it Joe Parker versus Joe Joyce? The Bledisloe, the NRL Finals, the AFL Granny, Joe Parker, Joe Joyce. You can only watch one. You know, when I first went to Doncaster, that's how we, that's how we stopped, right? You had to have uh, 20, 20 P coins for your power and your gas. So and your and fifty p coins for your phone. So, mate, you didn't have any coins. He was sitting there in the dark. But if I had a twenty p coin and the one that I would choose this weekend, it'd have to be South Penrith, without a doubt. A repeat of last year's grand final because Latrell Mitchell's playing and he wasn't playing last year. Very good, Kimpy. I think I know yours is you. I wish twenty p got me the fight because it's not twenty p on when you got a pay per view. So I watched the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Handy. Who is it for you? Double eight, double three, or go have your choice in the SCNZ app. Andrew Falls, when he's one of the stars of spring, he has been many times before, and hopefully he will be this year. She's lickety split now. 
Mr Maestro, can he have a massive spring ahead? We'll catch up with him and ask after this. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring. Mm, oh, it's that time of year, it just gets tingly. You just feel your feet into the soil as it starts to dry up. And spring has been a pretty happy hunting ground for Andrew Forsman throughout the years, working alongside the legendary campaigner Murray Baker. He has soaked in Group 1 triumphs on both sides of the ditch and pulled off some um, special raids to Australia in particular. This year, it's just him with his exceptional staff, but Forsman Racing doesn't look like it's skipped a beat. Does it, Andrew? Morning to you. Good morning, Louis. How are you? Yeah, good, man. And it seems like you guys, are, I don't know, strike rates aren't everything, especially this time of the year, but it seems like it's just been humming along nicely to start the season. Yeah, it's been a good start. I guess, like you alluded to, it is a tricky time of the year, sort of dodging wet tracks and trying to find suitable races for horses. It certainly isn't easy. So, no, we're very happy with how the team's going. How have you found your transition on being on your own? Um, obviously, it doesn't seem like the horses have skipped the beat. Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, like Obviously, Murray and I sort of worked pretty closely over the last few years. So uh, the transition in that respect, as far as the training and sort of the running of the business, has been uh, pretty seamless. So, yeah, hopefully it keeps going. Hey, what about your strike weight at, at the moment, Andrew? It's um, right. Is it right where you want it to be around that five number? Have you reimagined how many horses and the uh, scale you're going to train at, or has it stayed vastly the same to previous seasons? Um, probably hasn't been as good as what it is now over the last couple of seasons. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to timing and just when you have that wave of good horses go through at any one time so yeah ideally it's great to have it around five or six I think if you can sort of have it there that's good um and so pretty happy it's there at the moment because yeah it is a tough time of the year to get them going. One thing that's been obvious already mate is that you're not going to be afraid to campaign horses that are worthy in Australia uh for your staff for your owners for connections for the horses and for yourself what gives you that confidence? Yeah, I think you just have to back yourself sometimes and it's important, I think, for New Zealand-based owners to have that option that if we believe their horse is good enough to go and compete for good prize money, then we can take them over there. It's it's actually not that difficult as far as logistics go. I'm very lucky to have good staff to help out um, and, and get the job done. So uh, the VRC have been very accommodating to helping out with you know stabling at Flemington and Having having boxes available at Flemington's a big help. It's 20 minutes from the airport. It's easy for me to be able to go backwards and forwards and, and do the horses justice. Oh, let's talk some horses. Mr Maestro was a nice winner at headquarters Flemington on Sunday. Is he a genuine derby chance in your opinion? Yep, I think he is. That's obviously why we took him. So um, it was just nice to see him measure up. You take horses and, and think things might happen, but... To actually go there and do it is another thing. So, no, he's sort of, I guess, ticked that box now. So there will be better horses than what he, you know, he beat on Sunday come out of the woodwork between now and the derby, that's for sure. But feel that he's got improvement too, and you can only win, and, and he certainly turned up and did that on Sunday. Yeah, he looks like he's got an engine, which is what you want at this time of year for the derby chances. And look at his split. You know, she's Group 1 performed. We spoke to you about why you and the connections would go over there. Oh, look, I thought she was huge, to be honest, at Caulfield. Kind of wide the trip on a 
ground that was starting to shift at that time of day with the weather. She looked like she kind of peaked on her run, but still found enough in the engine to, to hit the line. Is there anything that from that run that would suggest she can't contend in a thousand guineas? No, not at all. Um, it was wrapped with how she went, really. She was, like you said, posted pretty wide that first bend. It's not a long run from the 1400 at Caulfield. Before they start turning those, the bend's very tight there, and the rain was you know, coming, like they had a heap of rain on the day. It was pretty steady rain. So I thought all things considered, carrying the weight that she carried, um, the winner was obviously just the, the foot horse that came down the middle of the track and handled it the best, but she fought on very well. Well, good luck to her, Andrew. Hey, just going to tack right here a sec. Is it right you're a, fir- a pretty good, decent cricketer, first-class cricketer? What do you make of the Black Caps and, and the way that Baz has handled the England team? <laughs> I wasn't that good at cricket, but um, no, I did like playing cricket. Murray was better than me. Um, no, I like Baz. is great. I've just It's a shame he's not coaching our nationals. <laughs> missed the trick there, but um, I think, you know, obviously in time he might, he might uh, be our coach, but no, he's, he's a legend, obviously. Yeah, nice stuff. Uh, he said all the right things. He's listening, so <laughs> you pa- pa- pass that test. He might race a horse with you one day. Um, <laughs> this weekend, let's look at our Still Poon- working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Well, this weekend, looking at our Pony, so there's the mile race there where actually Kempi's got one and just ask me, but somebody's had a big go on Mustang Valley. I don't know if it's the owners or if it's yourself or, or if people have just worked out that she's on the way up. Is... Um, is she a genuine chance, as the cash would suggest? Yeah, I think she is. Um, but having said that, like she should handle the ground, and it's a field probably full of a lot of horses that will handle the track. So I, I just think she's a good chance in a race that's pretty even. Um, a lot of handy gallopers in that field and certainly come up a bit stronger than I'd hoped it would. Um, but she, yeah, she obviously was impressive last start. She's trained on well, and we took the opportunity to go down there with a the light weight. Uh, knowing that she should get through the track conditions. You're right, it's a really even race, and especially at that kind of top line of the betting, um, Maroney as well, all the stats kind of point towards him being a, a, in real contention. So then Eagle, Tarzan, and Hot Pinks as well on the card. What would your best bet be? Uh, Maroney won't go. He's not going to get on the float to go down. I think that track will just be too heavy for him, so we'll save him for Tarapa next Friday. Um, best bet would probably be Mustang Valley. Yeah, lovely stuff. And one from the stable we can keep an eye on, as he can keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks, Andrew? Tell me. Uh, just between us, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lean in yeah, nice and tight to your phone. Just go, <laughs> keep it quiet, boys. Uh, Privileged son, he's going to resume next Friday at Tarapa, 65 mile. He should run very well, and he's one to follow this prep. Boom. Thank you. Job done. <laughs> All right. Good, good luck this this uh, spring over the ditch in here, Andrew. It's awesome to see you succeeding on your own, and uh, there was no doubt that that was going to happen. So well done, mate, and we'll talk again soon. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers, boys. Thanks. Bye. He's a ripper. He's a, he's a ripper. What was that? Thrilling son. Thrilling son, was it? Thrilling. Something like that along the lines. We'll go have a look. Thrilling son. We'll good go name dig it for out. a horse. We'll go dig it out. Uh, yeah, they loved their cricket, actually. Both Murray Baker was very good. Smithy um, knew him and very good. And Andrew loves his cricket and mm. just yeah, good horseman, great horseman actually. And yeah, I, I know they they both have had a lot of fun throughout the years. And Andrew, um, he just seems to have not skipped the beat. So awesome to see and great to catch up with them. Hopefully, if there was someone that was going to snag a Group One across the ditch, you know, there's the Tiakos, but Andrew Forsman, 
right in the mix, along with you know your Wexford lads, and I just think he's a red-hot chance to, to nab one this spring. Seven away from eight, we'll get back to your text messages on the All Blacks. Mark's got a question about whether Izzy was strangling his seven iron, and we'll get Izzy's answer <laughs> after this. Let's get to the bottom of this before 8am this morning. Were you strag- strangling that seven iron, Izzy? Um, yes, yes I was, because the moment was on, and the worst thing you can do is hold that club very tight, and so I was strangling it. And Heart was beating, blood was pumping. Well, I was just like, this is my moment, this is my time to hit a, a freakish shot in front of 300 people. It was. And I ruined it. Well, and you're going to get it. redemption at Pig. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I am nervous, and oh look, my my game is it can go good and it can go <laughs> bad. Just <laughs> channel that round you had there only two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I shot a seventy-one. If I if I shoot mid low seventies, then big time. Well, middle seventies, you know, you might finish after two rounds. You might be six over, maybe seven over. You might make the cut. I'm not predicting to make the cut, but you know, that's basically where I'm. Oh, man, look, I just want to go out and have fun. I know the course. I play it all the time. I've been a member there for like 10 years. So I've got course knowledge. Um, You're a local, mate. Mm, so that might help me get, we're, get the job We're back done. in you, Izzy. Uh, Tim says, more rain here today, lads. Andrew is right. Awapuni is going to be heavy. Yes, boy. And Andrew, not Forsman, wants to know what clubs you use these days. Uh, I've got TaylorMade P760s. With a stealth driver, stealth three wood, and um, spider putter, and just uh, tailor made mill grind wedges. There you go, Andrew. Tightless ball, Pro V One X glove. How many you lose around? Tightless glove, Adidas glove. Um, plenty. I'm constantly. I'm keeping Tightless factory alive. Anyway, that's enough about me. Let's talk to Kieran Reid. He's coming up <laughs> after. He's going to talk All Blacks. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Swiss Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Friday, the 23rd of September, and the time is flying. We love a Friday here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Having so much fun. We've been talking league. We had a great chat to Andrew Forsman talking about this week's racing. This week's racing, he gave us a few tips as well going forward out of his barn. If you want to hear that, you have to go have a listen. Next Friday at Tarapa. Oh, you just gave it away. Shh. They've got to go to the podcast. Shh. 
they got to go to the podcast, Louis. To get the name, they do. They do, okay. There you go. If you want to get the name, next Friday you have to go listen to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, the podcast. We also heard from Maddie Johns earlier on in the hour, and well, Kempi had a great catch-up with his mate, and we spoke about well, the finals going forward. But right now, the chat is going to be all about tomorrow night, Eden Park, the fortress, or is it? Someone that has played against Australia many a times, uh, is our next guest, and he's an absolute champion. We appreciate your time, Rito. No doubt you'll be making your way to Auckland because you'll be part of the Sky Sport crew. Morning, Rito. Hey, good morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, on my way to the airport now, mate. Looking forward to getting up there. Yeah, looking forward to having you up here, Rito. Look, uh, first things first, initial reactions to the team announcement? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one, actually. I'm... Looking back, I don't think it looks as good as what it was last week. Mm. But in saying that, I think there's opportunities for guys, which we've just seen in the, in the All Blacks game at the moment. No one's really solidified their spot, really, except for maybe Scott Barrett, who's not playing this week. So, um, look, I don't know. There's a lot of options and, mm. and spots available if you, if you put your hand up, you know. Hey, Rito, you know what would, what's going, what would be going on. Is it about giving blokes an opportunity to show their wares and, and look at who they actually do take up north, or is it just the rotation policy? Yeah, I think this was the one they had to, like, having locked away the bleeder flow um, and the fact they've played the same team for the last four weeks. Um, you know, you had to give guys a go, otherwise you don't mm. know. And you don't know if guys are capable and, and up to that test match level unless you give them a chance to... Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's needed this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how few of them go. What have you made of, of the whole build-up, uh, Rito? Like obviously, there's a few um, daggers being thrown back and forth. Uh, obviously, with what's going on, mate. What are you? What have you made of the the build-up, and what are you predicting going into tomorrow night? Yeah, look, I think it's it's going to be pretty heated. I think, mm. um, which, which is great for the game. Um, fact that it's, you know, there's still going to be something on it. Um, look, I, I, you know, it, what Darcy Swain did, I, I think is not nice to see in any um, sport, you know. Like, mm. um, so you don't want, you know, he'll have a reputation now and, yeah. and that's his star and that people are going to be coming at him for that. So, um, look, I think uh, it, it's an interesting option, I think, heading into this game. But like as I said, I think the All Blacks, you know, surely they're looking at the rugby championship knowing they've got to get a bonus for it because to ask her, I, I think we'll, um, you know, play against the Argy. Yeah, it's, it, that's, that's what kind of um, surprised me with a couple of the selections, but you did right. Opportunity going forward, this is their chance um, to, to really, um, well, show the coaches that they're up for, up for the game and, and when they get those opportunities. Rito, just on Australia... Um, the the loose four trio. You've played a lot with Pete Samu and Rob Valentini. Their influence last week. How do the All, All Blacks nullify those two, mate? Because they were outstanding. Yeah, they were, and um, you know they just kind of, they did dominate the game in that area um, last weekend. Um, and it's just more so that they seem to be finding their way um, better ways to get their hands on the ball potentially than what our loose four trio did um, last week. Yeah. Um, you know, and they had influence. It was across the park too. You know, like so one of them, you know, might have been popping up and winning a turnover. And then the next guy's out on the edge, carrying in a bit of space. Hey, eh? so I think they've it's, it's quite quite a good mix um, that the Wallabies have got at the moment there. Um, Pete Summer, he's a, a very talented 
attacking player, but he's added a little bit more starch, which is what you need um, in the test match arena. Well, and Valentini's probably been the best player, yeah. Well, what about our, our loose forwards? Um, we've obviously got Artie playing eight. What have you made of Artie at eight? And, and Papali'i, we touched on it earlier, like the breakdown area, we probably haven't had as much of an impact there as we would like. So what do the All Blacks really need to nail to, to get some good ball and, 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 you know, we hate saying it, but slow down their ball, maybe yep. get some turnovers? Oh, man, yeah, I think that's the one area of our game that we had been lacking. Um, and so you're, you're right on the money there. Um, Dalton hopefully will, will have an impact in that area. Um, and I think in our least for trio, you know, like, um, we've got something building, I guess, with, you know, Artie at eight. You know, they're sticking with him at eight, and if they're going to do that, it's fine. You like it, Rito? Um, oh, look, I don't mind them being eight. You just need to have the right guys around them. Shannon um, mm-hmm. for Brazil is pretty good in South Africa. If you play Scott Barrett there, he's got to be on the field. So I guess if you want to play Brody, um, starting Brody, then you play Scott at six um, when he's fit. Um, and then I, I think, you know, um, it's, it's that mix right, but I think, yeah, what our loose forwards need to know is get that whole impact across the park, you know, like have a constant presence who should be a loose forward kind of in every breakdown, every kind of area of the game, you know, so, mm. um, you know, it's, it's not, Artie's our best player, um, and for him, he's going to get better if he has more touches, has more impacts on the game, um, you know, so that's his, I guess for me, from my, my point of view, what, um, looking at him, um, getting better, that's where he can have a big impact. Rito, what about the captaincy? Um, being an ex-captain, you've you've got that change from Sam Kane to to Sammy uh, Whitelock. Will there be uh, different um, in styles? Do you think? Uh, I think maybe slightly, but I think when you're on the field, it, it's not too much of a of a difference. Um, you know, those two uh, big talkers really um, mm. on the field. So it's more about their actions. Um, it's probably a difference is slightly in the week. Um, like I was surprised actually um, that they didn't go with Artie um, for this game, considering yep. what they've done all mm. through the year. So I think that's, uh, I'm not sure what that signals, whether they're thinking they need more of that, that hard-nosed approach that Sam Whitelock will give and maybe put the team on edge a bit more than perhaps what Artie mm. will do. Um, so yeah, it signals a slightly different approach, um, which is interesting. Um, but Sam obviously showed, you know, when he over captaincy last week, you know, he's got the experience and he won't get flustered in the big moments and, and all that stuff. That's that's important. I'm sure Jace Ryan has a, has a say on that. Hey, Reid, I just want to ask you a question. Like, being a being an ex-All Black, being a, a, an ex-captain of the side, and you're sitting down, you're watching TV, or you're, you're commentating on it, and there's a part of the All Blacks game that you just always think, man, they need to get that right. What part of the game do you think they really need to nail um, going into next year's World Cup? Um, yeah, man, I, I think it's our defence. Um, you know, really, defence wins championships, you know, across the board. Um, in, in the game, in the other um, overball games, um, you know, and, and to me, we don't throw the ball speed down enough in the ruck. Um to give our defence a chance and then you know last week was quite evident you know we're kind of doing different stuff eh? with Caleb coming in sometimes sometimes we're pushing yep. um, so I, I think that's a we could make a big shift and like we're obviously a pretty damn good side and then you chuck in um, you know improving your defence and, and that will 
be a game changer for us. Yeah, you did right there, Rita. Like, teams are just getting too quick ball, and we aren't able to get out there and put line speed and pressure on. And just on the edges, just simple bit of communication from our wingers. No doubt they would have worked extremely hard. That review would have been pretty brutal at, at, in the early of the week. Look, Rita, just question, who has the most to play for tomorrow night, in your opinion? Oh, the All Blacks, without a doubt. Mm. Um, you know, the All Blacks haven't quite shown us, um, you know, mm. that killer instinct, that ability to, to step out on the field and dominate a game um, yet this year. So, you know, they've had moments. Um, and the Wallabies will come here with no expectation. And if they lose, you know, the public back in Aussie isn't going to really mind. It's, you know, they'll, they'll move forward in a year and still be a danger next year. But for us, it's, um, you know, it's all on the line, really. I've been asked this question all, all week, Rito. What does it mean to play at Eden Park? Why is Eden Park such hold, hold of such a special place to the All Blacks? Yeah, like, it does feel like our home, eh? That's, mm. um, that's why it's special, you know, because you do play there quite often. Um, bigger stadium, stadium, you know, with some pretty good teams, and I've been a part of some, some awesome games there. Um, and it's yeah, like it's it's just that's what it is. You know, it's, mm. It feels like home to us. So it's why it's um, quite to a great place. Oh, beautiful, Rito. Well, no doubt you'll be rocking the cheese cutter tomorrow night, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it didn't make it didn't make the bloody suitcase, mate. It's uh, she's a bit warm up in Auckland, I, I hear. <laughs> she's she's not bad out there, Rito. You'll be you'll be looking suave tonight, mate. So have a great trip up to the to the big smoke. We appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much, and um, go well. Catch up soon, bud. Hey, cheers, guys. See you later. Awesome. Here he is, Kieran Reed. Pretty much talking about all the things we know. Breakdown. Yeah. Great question, Kimpy. Yeah. And you've been you've been harping on about it with the Warriors. Actually, yeah. I know you hate the. The, I know you hate the comparison, but defense, mm. slowing that ruck down because there's no chance for the line speed, which you talk about, Kempe, to happen if they're just pinging and you're walking backwards the whole time. And then it's those reads with the outside backs. Um, yeah, gee, that was good analysis from Rito. There's, there's defensive mm. defense and then there's offensive defense. You know what I mean? So it's across the board having the chance to get your your your, your players on the front foot, but also getting your front foot on the defensive attack when you're going to make those tackles. And, there, and there's a slight difference in it. The, the question around Sam Whitelock I thought was a great one to, around the captaincy. Um, I reckon Jace Ryan's had a big say in it. I reckon Jace Ryan knows what he wants from a forward captain. Mm. And because he hasn't worked on enough with Artie, everyone, everyone would go, well, how come Artie hasn't got the captaincy? But he knows what Sam Whitelock can bring. He knows, he, you know, Rido's hit it. He doesn't get flustered. You know, and that's really, really important. And he's not afraid to to ask the hard questions. You know, Sammy, mm. Sammy will be up front and he'll be direct. And I'm not saying that Artie wouldn't, but Artie's you know very friendly uh, with everyone. You want your your skipper's obviously your teammate and your friend, but he sets the the standard. You know, and and that's what Sammy Whitlock does. Very good at what he does, and that's why he's been given this opportunity. But it is very interesting that they have. Ch- given Artie the job before, and then they've got the Sammy. Well, and and you know what? I think Kempi, it might not be only Jace Ryan. You have got to look at the other new new quantities yeah. in the mix. Joe Schmidt, hundred mm. uh, percent. There's new. There's a new style. They've got new selections. They've got new tactics. And I think this change of method and 
both those guys, you could and you could put Brody Retallick and probably Scott Barrett in the in the mix, lead with their actions. You mm. don't look at anyone else on the field other than Sam Whitelock and Artie Savier and say they're not pulling their weight. But there's something else that Sam Whitelock must offer that Artie doesn't. It's, it's, it's like a, a bubbling pot at the moment. Eh? There's something else brewing at the moment. And I think you've got to take your hat off to both Smith and, and Ryan. And you know, I've always said, you know, do they have enough time? This is what we're talking about. Um, Scotty coming into the side to take over as a head captain. Is there enough time going into the World Cup to do this? I think with, with Smith and Ryan, you're actually seeing a, a shift in, in motivation and attitude and will to win and all that sort of stuff play, playing out right in front of our eyes. And we're not spending enough time looking at that. Also, Kempi, great point. Is he How much credit does Ian Foster need then for being willing to kind of take his hands not he hasn't taken them off the steering wheel, but he's let two other hands come on from either side. Yeah, he, he deserves a lot of credit because you know, a guy that's been under so much pressure, he's shown vulnerabilities and he's opened up and he's realised he needs a, a hand to do this job. And, and that's what you want. You want people... Not not one person knows everything, and that's one thing. So he's open, he's listening, and he's making the changes that people have been asking for a long time. Look, he's not the finished product, but we are seeing changes in that team that are just really giving us a little bit of confidence. Some head coaches would have walked, right? They would have said, nah, my way or the highway, you know, one voice. You know, there's some, some, there's a, really so there's a personality point. type of some people that would have said, <laughs> I'm not having the former Irish coach, That's Jace that. Ryan, the assistant and lieutenant to Scott Robertson coming in here and telling me and undermining me. So Ian Foster has clearly valued the job and what he thinks is best for the team. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the team that's only evolving. It's the coach, too, who's had to... Whether he's had to evolve, given the given the Irish Test Series, or that willingness to want to evolve. Like, having... You're dead right. Irish coach Smith, Schmidt, who's arguably the best coach that we got, people have been saying that, and bringing Jace, um, Jace Ryan in out of the Crusaders... Two really big calls, but but the the point being, Louis, letting them actually do their job. Mm. That's that's it's okay bringing them in. It's another thing letting them do their job, and, and then, I think that's what we see. That's what I'm seeing. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm seeing you know, every time I look at Jace Ryan that Ford pack, I'm going, well, you can just see his influence. Mm. You know, week yeah. by week, we are seeing alterations in the selections, in the methods, in the theories. Now in the captaincy, and it's a really good pickup. There's just little cut by cut that you're seeing influences, and the more you see them, the more I go, wow, Ian Foster, good on you. Good on mm. you. Dead right. What about his comment? It wasn't as strong as last week, selections. Yeah. Opportunities. Bang. But is this the right game to have an opportunity, knowing that they've got a bonus point to win, Eden Park history? Like, oh, there's just so much to debate. Look, I'd love to be Dave Rennie this week. I would love to be Dave Rennie this week. Mm. I've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. I see a tight game. They arrived last night, eh? They arrived in Australia, 6 o'clock. Hidden theme, hidden run. (laughs) (laughs) Is that you, Dave? Head <laughs> <laughs> in the run. Gents, the interview with Reid sums up. Like, is that, that's, Izzy, that's Izzy's theme on a weekend in Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about the cyclist he hit last week, is it? Oh, no, no. cut it out. Man, don't bring that up. Really. 
Gents, the interview with Reid summed up what is missing in that All Blacks at the moment. Rugby smarts and an analytical brain. We have a few players in the four pack that have it, but not as many as we have had in the past. Unnamed texter, look, it's a good point you make, but the reality is we speak about it all the time. We had a generational team. We did, yeah. And you can't always have a generational team. You go through those little moments, those little times, you know, we had a very lucky time. You know, we were, we were blessed with the greats, and I was lucky enough to play with the greats, so I kick myself every day. Um, but yeah, he's dead right, like, and his comments on, on the loose forwards, they've got to have an impact at every facet of the play. They've got to be in every breakdown. They've got to be on the edges. They've got to have an influence. So this weekend, whether we will see that cohesiveness from our loose forwards, our chemistry that we have been lacking. Shannon Frizzell with Artie and Sammy Kane, that was our best. Now there's injuries and they're not there. They're, these guys have to come in and really stamp the mark. Eyeballs, every time he gets picked, firmly on Akira Yuani. So that's the easy one to pick on. But whether Dalton can get his role right, not try to do too much, not be too frantic and actually make an impact, that'll be a real telltale sign. Um, look, it's just going to be a ripper. 42-19 up the ABs. Well, it would have been a Fozzie picked my back line. I don't know. Is it safe to share? Have a good weekend, you buggers. <laughs> that's from Brett. And Uncle Joe Brett. says, watch the All Blacks bleed black, eat black, drink black. Having a couple of breakfast Guinnesses. Pip <laughs> the TAV at the Paddington after nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, they call it the comeback. We've been here before. Soon. Boom. Joe Parker. He's going to channel this Sunday morning as he beats up Joe Joyce. Can't wait for that. Is he a tissue race nine at Rose Hill tomorrow? Regards Fred and Christchurch. Oh, yes. G- good chance. You just saw Walla Walla. Chrissy Walla's Dollar king. Dollar. Yeah. Chrissy Walla said that her run was huge and behind them last start. Yeah. And if there's a bit of sting out of it, she can go real good. She just has to get herself in a good position. She keeps getting stuck in, in traffic. Get her out and she flies up. Look, yeah. Look, up. up. Tipped it all last year, she came nowhere, so I'm just going to stay. I'll quiet. tell you one to follow Ice Bath. Wins. If it's a wet track, next start, without the without the guns in it, he'll get it. He'll get it. She'll get it. Don't disagree. Pip Morris. Um, hey, Pip. Joe Parker. Joe Joyce. Lots of power plays on offer here, but do we just think Joe Parker wins at a good price? Good morning, Louis. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's a, definitely just Joe Parker is going to win all day. I, I think it's a pretty even fight either way. But look, he does seem to be popular in the market. But mm, personally, I don't think he's got a home and host. Hey, P- Panthers get beat t- tomorrow. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Go away. Go away. Uh, if Nathan could on like he was last week, they would. Well, two weeks ago, I should say. Hey, he's had a, P- had a week break. Pip, P- would you agree mm. that Nathan Cleary is a protected species? No, no, I don't think so. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sitting on the sidelines for those four weeks. He would have been able to play. Should have been eight. So, I, think, I think the great, the great, I think the great players may be a little bit Louis, but hey, at the end of the day, we want to see them play, don't we? Well, I don't know. I, I, do. I saw that there was some crooked bloody tactics going on protecting the, the Are kicker. Are you a bunny and... supporter? <laughs> hey? No, he's a bunny no. supporter. 
Yeah, he's a bunny. Well, he's I a work, bunny boiler. I, I work for the punters, but and uh, the punters want to get paid this weekend. So, we, is there any any market leads or anything? What what would you be having a crack at this weekend? I can tell you the popular power plays around both the games. So we've got Cowboys at Eels, the best back first try score is Val Holmes, and he's at fifteen dollars. And then Holmes, Dearden, and Mike Sevo best back for any time try scorer. And the boosted option around Isaiah Papali'i anytime try score was four dollars. It's now five, and that's gaining popularity. And then the Panthers Rabbitohs, Nathan Cleary's the best back anytime try scorer. Not much happening on the first try score as far as that game goes, but a real good power play has been really well specced. Is the successful field goal in the match at six fifty? And just quickly on the ABs too, there'll be some boosted odds around the All Blacks setting today. They'll be coming out shortly, so keep an eye on some those and the best back power play in the All Blacks game is New Zealand to win by 11 to 20 and a refund of New Zealand win by 6 to 10 or 21 to 25 at 2.50. You got a dog for us to follow, Pip? I do. I, I did. I did. I really liked killing Izzy uh, in the last day, but she was scratched. So she's to Addington, race oh. number three, a dog with no poise for Gary Cleave. She's on debut. I think she should be winning in the third Yeah, got today. excited then. He said it got scratched. Like oh, $10. I, I made it my best bet of the week and it was out. So. Oh, so okay. that was Eddington Race 3. What was the name of it, Pip? No poise. She's in. She's starting today. But the one that was scratches and at Palmerston later on. But keep an eye out for her next time. Thrilling, thrilling Ziggy. Oh, no poise. A little double up. Dollar ninety. Love it. Pip Morris, you can go have a look at that market there. Race 3, number 3 today. Gary Cleave can train them. $1.90, yes, thank you, tab.co.nz. We've still got our Friday tipple for the end of the show. Pete says, I must have watched a different game last week. We lost to the Wallabies last week, but for a dodgy call. We got run down after leading 31-13. They had two yellow cards. I see little improvement or influence from Ryan or Schmidt. Pete, text your score prediction then. You're tipping the Wallabies to beat us this week. Well, join the sweepstake, mate. You're that confident? Come through. Here comes Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. So what you want? Radio. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. And in a landslide. A little bit surprised here. 61% of the vote. What you want to watch this weekend? AFL Finals? NRL? Joe Parker? Or Bledisloe? And you fat, you <laughs> emphatically, it's the Punters keen to dip their toe. They're back. Not surprised. Look. Whenever you had a week when there's been so much, you hate to say the word, but hatred and just fire, you know, daggers thrown back and forth, like, what's going on? One of their brothers just might potentially end his career, or, you know, he's going to have a hell of a journey back. And then on the other side of it, Fletcher Newell apparently missed the siding there, so they're dark over there with yeah, what went on with the referee. Getting yep. a little bit grumpy about that. Very, very grumpy. Well, they used it in Darcy Swain's defence, and that's how he got he got off. And they come out, well, they actually come out and said, 
um, that yes, that should have been cited. So we that's what that's why it was only six weeks. And they've also come out, and World Rugby has supported Australia for that refereeing decision. I was reading before, so. Look, there's just so much going on, Kempi, and you're going to be there. You got a wee gig at the game, have you? Yeah, got a little little gig with Joe Stanley. I'm Smoking Joe. Just Smoking Joe, mate. Uh, got to play with his centre partner for quite a while there, and Johnny Schuster up at Newcastle. Shoo, shoo, shoo. He's that big call, mate. Every time he he got the intercepts, he would, uh, yeah, geez, he could play the silkiest hands I've ever, ever seen. Old uh, Johnny Schuster, but yep. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I think the other thing too, mate, is that we're we're a nation of football heads. Mm. When rugby's on, there's nothing else that matters, man. Rugby union in this country, it's the it's the game of kings as far as New Zealanders go. So I'm not surprised, Louis, sixty one percent. Hey, Gary's tipping a draw twenty four each. Chris is tipping Aussie twenty seven eighteen. There is a good spread here. I'd love to read you this text about Joe Parker though, because that was definitely my pick of the lot. Good morning, gentlemen. I think Pete Parker has a really good chance. He's got the right people around him, and his head is clearly in a good space. Plus, he's been in the ring with Chisora, and I've seen that bloke fight Dillian White a couple of times, and that was an all-out war. So good luck to the bloke. All the best, Steve-O. Mm. He does have a good team around him. He's got his whanau over there now as well. Yeah, he's got a really good team. And, and honestly, this is a, a different Joe Parker. And he's only 30, man, and he's already been World Heavyweight Champion and he's like investing. We talk about athletes investing in their body. He's got a chef. He's got uh, all the things to help him prepare for that fight. And mate, honestly, I've just seen a, a, a different Joseph Parker. Hopefully, one thing that he lacked was aggressive. You know, he's a nice bloke, nice bloke. So he never had that killer instinct. You know, to you finish know, a bloke off. And that's what I want to see, Kimpy. Yeah, and the and the thing with the heavyweights too is they're all giants, mate. Mm. You know, look, you, you look at you look at Joshua, you look at Wilder, you look at Tyson Fury, um, then you look at Joe Parker. Man, if he can if he can get a title at that size, be unbelievable. Yeah, he's right on the shot, lads, and it's going to be Sunday morning. You can get the pay per view ahead to your local. Where are we going, Louis? Where are we going? Well, let's go down to Foxes, eh? Come watch it with us. Come down and watch it with us. Andrew says AFL GF all day, lads. Marshy says go the bay up the bay. Mark yes, Marshy. Bone yeah, Barrett plenty. is one. T- <laughs> Calm down, you two. Don't make me come over the desk. No, not, not those shoulders. Ooh, I'm scared. Bone Barrett's one decent headshot away from retirement. Somebody that puts him at starting fullback. Can't understand them, Mark. Well, you're passionate, Mark. I hope he's okay. And hopefully the double playmaker works but better than it did last time. Friday tipple's not far away, lads. Let's kick into the weekend. Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Oh, yes, that drink. That's how you drink a drink, Louis. Don't laugh. Anyway, clip that. We've started off the week by highlighting the efforts of a true Kiwi champion as Michael Voss won his third successive Rotorua Marathon. Michael's only 25 and believes he's merely scratched the surface when it comes to what he's capable of achieving. Yeah, well, I'm still quite young for the marathon running, apparently. Like, I know some dudes don't hit their prime till 30 or mid-30s. My coach, Kim, stays on still just doing my apprenticeship, really. Oh, mate. 
absolutely. He's only young. And he's, 25. Yeah, and he wants to get sub 220. He's going to go out to Auckland. And he's, he hasn't won these games second last year. So good luck, Michael Voss. Keep it up, champion. Led, led by five Ks and had a picnic out there. And shout out to our SEN colleague across the ditch, Kane Corns, former uh, AFL player, works on the SEN uh, South Australian Breakfast Show, does f- uh, footy for Channel 9. He has run from Adelaide to Melbourne. He got there last night all in the name of a child's charity, um, raising money. He raised... I'm pretty sure hundreds of thousands of dollars for kids that are ill and it's kind of like the kids can version I'm pretty sure over there they had him on the footy show last night he limped in he sat down they asked him what kept you going and he just said well just the kids and I met some kids along the way and he said it was it was like 700 kilometres or something in 11 days or 12 days what a, what, champ- a champion. what a champion. What a champion. Inspiring. What a champion. Well done. That's well right. Done. From awesome. one champion to another. We spoke with Tim Price, who led the way for New Zealand at the Equestrian World Champs. The Kiwis claimed the bronze, and Tim couldn't be proud of their efforts. It's a culmination of a lot of earnest hard work, and they've got some nations that are out there spending you know, millions of pounds on their, <laughs> on their horses and things, and we're just trying to hook them out of New Zealand and train them up and get just good old-fashioned talent. Yeah, and that point he made about just Kiwis getting the job done, not having the multi-million dollar backing that most of those other uh, teams have. And what Eng- a champion. England cricket team. A second between fourth and second. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's mm. right. In the cross country. Crazy. Crazy. Small little moments out there. And we appreciate Tim coming on. Keep flying the flag, my brother. All right. Uh, here we go. Where am I? Oh, there is a lot to get excited about, Kiwi sports fans. This weekend, so much so that you may have forgotten that there's a little fight going on in Manchester on Sunday morning. Joseph Parker will go go up against Joe Joyce, and his trainer Andy Lee is feeling confident about Gypsy Joe's chances. Joyce has never really been in this situation. Never fought for anybody like Parker. Now he's he's a juggernaut. He's, he's a strong man who comes forward. But that's his main attributes. Joe Parker has hand speed, foot speed, combination punching, and as I said, he's a twelve-round fighter with a lot of experience. Just get the jab going. Just get the jab going. Oh, he's going to walk into one. Mm. He's going to come forward. He's going to walk. Keep into the distance. One. Get the jab. Just keep mo- keep that foot speed up. Just mm. keep throwing faster than him. I reckon, I reckon 12 round split decision, 17 bucks. Ooh. Anyway, is he caught up with his old mate Brody Retallick earlier this week to find out what the feeling around camp is like heading into tomorrow night's split is like? What is he didn't expect, though, was to uncover the All Blacks' plans for the players before they head off for their Northern Tour. They pretty much said to us, take two weeks and go away and do what you like. And then we're having a camp in Nelson. Potentially some people go play ITM Cup, but... There's a bit of a chat about having an internal game, I think, so who knows. There you go. Clip that breaking news. Hard-hitting journalist. Here first. <laughs> is, that, is, is that why you're up here, to get into that two weeks yeah, straight away I'm, with the boys? I've got to go into a board meeting after this at New Zealand Rugby, so I'll, I'll better shoot off quickly, lads. But before then, if you heard Dr Lara Andrews on the show yesterday, it'll come as no surprise that she is our toast of the week. Lara is a champion both on and off the diamond. Not only is she a star for the White Sox, but she is giving back to her community by blending sports and education. Most of the programs I run um, are really focused on the individual and trying to unlock and unleash that confidence within. So if they feel confident within their sports space, then it's about talking to them about how they translate that into the academic space. So the importance of 
sport being a conduit to uh, healthy outcomes is the easiest way to put that into words. And Lara Andrews, what a champion, um, championing our kids and making sure that they're in a healthier space when it comes to sport and their own lives. I love it. Uh, that, that's probably one of my favourite parts of the week, boys, is, you know, everyone knows the athletes, but when they take their, their uniform off, their chosen kit, they are people that are doing some pretty special things out in the community and for themselves or for other people, and that's what we are sharing. And Lara Andrews, wow, what a story. Everyone loved that. Like, people were messaging you say, goosebumps. Yeah, I love that quarter at all. And uh, it was awesome, boys. Serious champion, more than an athlete. If anybody has any suggestions you'd like to hear from on Thursdays after 8am, the idea is to talk to uh, high-performing athletes like Kempi and Izzy have been, but what they're doing away from the the gym, the court, the field, in and around their community. It doesn't have to be necessarily all around youth as well. It could be uh, like TJ Perenada talking about his um, relationship with Tereo and his language and his journey. Mm. Anything like that or uh, Marcus Daniel trying to open an avenue for athletes to be able to donate to charity the way that feels safe and appropriate to them. Anything in that realm, make sure you suggest them because we want to talk to some legends, Izzy, and I know you've got a couple we're going to catch up with in a wee bit. Ed, 36 27, All Blacks, all day. Wallabies win 30-17 on the hallowed turf of the garden. Chaos ensues for the next few weeks with NZR and management. We go 2-4 and four on the India Tour. What happens next? <sighs> Somebody started their Friday with a bit of intense uh, hypothesising. NZ23, Australian 20, that's from Trev and Matamata. And somebody says, what is it about RTS that he plays 12? Does his skill set not suit 14-15? Oh, we've been saying that. I've come out and I've been open about it. I'd love to see him at the back. I'd, lo- I'd actually love to see him on the wing. I think the wing, you, you've got a bit more freedom. Um, you don't really have to be a decision maker in that first receiver role. You can just roam. His biggest asset, I've said it all the time, speed and footwork. And when you're playing 12... That limits you. You can't see it. You got to have a. You've got to have a different impact. So, look, he's in there now. But I'd hope one day we get the opportunity to see him with just mm. ball in hand, a bit of space, Kempi. Because you saw what he was able to do when he, Dalian Player of the Year. You know, I I think it's a no-brainer putting him on the wing in, in an All Black team. Mm. You know, um, do you he's always bumped up, Kempi. Do you reckon he's yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think he. I think he would have been. Because there's a different different in training pat- patterns in the mm. in the rugby league circles. You know, he's a lot more thicker in rugby league because you need to because um, of the impact. But he's bigger anyway because he's at that at that back end of his career. You know, and I think you put him on the wing would be a, such a good move. Mm. Yeah, we all agree here. It's scary. Eight away from nine. We'll catch up with Doyen after this, and we'll ask him to sleep on one simple question. We are three minutes away from nine. Will on the GCs, hey boys, did I miss a tip for the weekend, Louis? Well, Will, you can tune back into the mail run tomorrow and I'll have uh, my more qualified form done. Look, I had an early bet on Butler at 250. It's now a dollar eighty. It's pretty skinny. And you can have a look at Soprano Supreme in the last at Ruakaka. But tough weekend, tricky weekend. Let's cross down to Smithy to sleep on it with temper. Smithy... Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck. Mr. Brightside, head to head to head on Sunday. Sandown, gee, it's a tasty group one, isn't it? It is a tasty group one. In fact, uh, doesn't the racing start t- tonight at Mooney Valley with the Moya Stakes as well, Louis? So, I mean, it's just a, an absolute bumper weekend 
in terms of the, uh, the thoroughbreds. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'll be watching a few um, as uh, tomorrow progresses, yeah, tonight and tomorrow progresses, and then, uh, of course, off to Eden Park. So, uh, good day. Very big day tomorrow. If you were here, Smithy, would you come for a beer at the pub with us? Like now? Yeah, like you finished your radio show for the morning, you finished your work for the day, would you come for a beer? With a team? Absolutely. With a team? Part yeah. of the team? yeah. What is this? Is this a theory that I'm not a team player or something? Is no, 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 no. They're having a crack at me because I'm going home. <laughs> oh, I've got it now. I see. But you've got uh, what Kelly Tolton's Underworld and things like that to do today. Yes, you? is he family? Family first. Uh, Smith. No, they arrive at one thirty. So I've just got a couple of hours here. So I, I might go just get a quick shut eye. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Uh, but uh, I would have been thinking that sort of nine oh two is a little early for me. Yeah, anyway, that's what, I mean. what about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responsibly. Responsibly. Hawks Bay. It's a Hawks Bay upbringing, you see. Yes. You work yeah. before play. Come on, that's Bay Work before that's play. A, you got a little yeah. bit of work to do before midday, lads, and then I'll uh, hear the dog. But, Smithy, <laughs> you, you're here. You're here. You're heading to Eden Park. Initial reactions yes. to the selections? Uh, quite surprising, actually, mm. uh, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of getting my head around the Cody Taylor selection. I, I know uh, Tokiahu has been amazing, mm. and I kind of think Cody Taylor might be all right tomorrow night. Uh, he's just been cooling his heels for long enough, quality player. Uh, Jason Ryan has uh, been instrumental in this selection, I have no doubt about that. Yep. And uh, they realise that a, a good Cody Taylor is a huge asset to the All Blacks. So they have decided to give him under pressure, and it might have surprised him too, I would imagine, when they said to him, you're it, mm. um, and they've got Taiki off, off, off the bench. So otherwise, not that surprised, but, yeah, it's the old Will Jordan theory, is he? Yeah, the old Will Jordan theory. What does he what have about to do? It? What does he have to do to have yeah. a crack at the back? What about it? Oh, mm. yeah. So that'll be one of our themes today, uh, obviously. Mm. Uh, with uh, We've got to talk back just after 9.30. And talk to Wayne Smith, the coach of uh, the Black Ferns, of course, Beautiful. very shortly. We'll ask him. And other rugby notaries. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll ask him if he wants to go for a beer at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Don't ask him that, I mate. Feel judged. <laughs> I feel judged by the doing. You should. You should. I'm a grown man. Calm I make down. my own decisions, all right? You have a lovely weekend, Smithy. Appreciate it. Cheers. Go out. You too, and my fellow Hawks Bay friend. Yes. Take care. Up the bay. <laughs> For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.